Welcome to the Terminus Multiverse. This is Cross and Nitro of Comics and the Cross here are hosting the second ever Christians in Comics and Animation Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch that are joining us today. Thank you all for coming. What's up, everybody? How are you all doing today? How is your day and weekend been? Thank you for coming and joining us all. We are a brand new host of guests today that we cannot wait to get into discussions with. Michael, why don't you kick us off and introduce to some of our guests? Yeah, absolutely. So with us today, uh, we have Mr. Al Nicol Nickerson. Uh, he's alumni of the School of Visual Arts, professional comic book artist since 1994, working for Warp Graphics, Marvel, DC, and Archie Comics. He was an animator for and designer for Sesame Street, NTV Animation, Nickelodeon, and Marvel. And he self-published the Ard Chronicles 2000 edition, Neilis Man and his amazing friends, and currently the Sword of Eden. So welcome, Al. Uh, thank you. That's a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get around a little bit, Al. Got a lot of stuff going on there. But thank you for coming and joining us on the show today. Uh, also today, we have uh, Louis Serrano joining us today. From uh, He is part of the board and acting director at the moment of the non-profit Christian Comic Arts Society. He is also an independent comic book writer and creator himself, a creator of Samson the Nazarite, which I think volume one and two are out and volume three is not quite out yet. It's just about to drop, if I'm right on that, Lewis. Yeah, it's coming out early next year. Uh, we're actually making it available for a couple more days. We had it at Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con. Nice. Um, so I think three more days. Oh, awesome. But thank you for coming. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. It's an absolute pleasure. Have you on the show with us? Yeah, we also have Ivan Anaya, a really good friend of the channel, uh, art director and lead comic artist um, at Mercy Way Studios. Ivan is an accomplished comic book artist uh, for companies such as Image, Dynamite Entertainment, DC, and other independent comics in Argentina, Brazil, and El Salvador. Uh, he's a creator of the series Fear Not, and he won an award in 2017 as the best children's biblical project in Germany. So welcome back, Ivan. It's good to see you, man. Hi, hi, Nitro. I'm I'm gonna pay you back for ten dollars for saying all that. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> I, I accept small denomination. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Actually, I'm really humble and really honored to be in in here. I just fanboying like everyone who's hearing. So I'm really glad and thank you for inviting me. <laughs> Okay, and I feel like I've been going at the short end of the stick with this next one here with the guys from Brainy Pixel because like I don't have time to go into all the stuff that Brainy Pixel <laughs> is completely up to. Uh, we of course have I completely forgot how you say it again already. Michael how do you say uh, the last name? Tones. 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 Michael Tones and Brandon Hollingsworth, the creative duo at Brainy Pixel, Brainy Pixel Productions, whatever way you want to say it. These guys have got their hands and so many amazing things from creating uh, animated shows, from creating comic books, and the most probably critically acclaimed at the moment is their Cubekin series, which has been pretty much everywhere. Every time I see it post, you guys have managed to get it on another platform or something new happening with Cubekin. So massive congratulations on everything that's been happening with that show. It's been getting highly praised and well worth it. Um, but thank you so much for both of you taking time out of your day to come and join us. Uh, Bran, of course, is a, a creator who's also working alongside Ivan on the Project Chronicles of Faith, David, as well. So we'll get a chance to talk to you a little bit about that joint project between you both also. 
Thanks for having us on, Cross. We're uh, excited to be here. Yeah, thank you for coming and joining us both. And Brandon, we've talked to you quite a few times, but Michael, it's awesome to get a chance to talk to you as well, sir. Great. Thank you so much. Yeah, so we also have with us Mr. Vina Krevinghaus. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Um, she's the CEO of Words You Should Say Instead of Cussing. She is a social media influencer with over 383,000, that's 1,000 with a thou, followers on TikTok. <laughs> And she's actually currently leading the Dominion Fall of the House of Saul Bible Study. So welcome to Vina. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Amazing TikTok influencers really taking off on that platform. Thank you for coming to talk to two old men that have no clue about TikTok <laughs> in any way and trying to educate us on it. So we greatly appreciate that. <laughs> Somebody say more TikTok. Than, more than two old men, Cross. More than two. <laughs> <laughs> But thank you so much. And then, of course, we have our crew from um, Terminus Media itself. We, of course, have Mr. Mark Stansel, the CEO, Editor-in-Chief of uh, Terminus Media, Aaron Bell, creator behind uh, Dominion, Follow the House of Soul, and Daniel Hancock, co-writer on Dominion, as well as about 50 million other projects that he's involved in that I can't have time to go into right now because the man is ridiculously busy with all the stuff he's got going on. But thank you, gentlemen, all for coming and joining us again for this. We greatly appreciate it. Thank Thanks. you all. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Great to be here. Yeah, but thank you all for coming in. And, but this is actually a fairly uh, special day as well because this is not only uh, the second ever panel that we're doing. is That's exciting within itself. But this is also the official launch for Dominion Follow the House of Soul Volume Yeah. Officially that is officially launching and we've had the opportunity night for myself to check this out. It's an absolutely phenomenal story. Um these three chapters that we read, I I still remember like way back when we first talked to Dr. Bill, it's like he said, like, yeah, this is probably gonna be like you know three issues and then we'll do move on to some other stuff. Yeah, and I got to the end of issue three, and the story's barely begun. I'm like, you better yeah. be writing more. <laughs> you better have been like having me on that this is the end. Like, we better be getting more stories. It's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, it was awesome. It's absolutely amazing way Thank of you. ripping people's attention and um, to go into the story of King Saul and the story of what's taking place there. It's absolutely phenomenal. Um, but we've got a great opportunity to talk to you guys about this as well. Um, We've got Davina here to talk about the Bible study side of it, the Determinist Media crew to talk about the book. Um, and we also have a couple of copies that will be given away to some special people today as well. I see lots of stuff we're giving away today, actually. Oh, we've got tons here, of stuff. Man. Oh, yeah, that's just the first thing. We've got a ton of stuff getting given away today. We've got so many things. <laughs> Woo! There it is. Look, Look at that. that. Look at that. Gorgeous. I see how thick that thing is, too? Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, this big, is like proper like heavy duty. And we do have sandwich. we do have a lot more on the way too. We're working on chapter four now, and we've got we've got some big big plans for where the story's going. So awesome. looking forward to bringing more to you guys. Awesome. We're looking forward to checking out more of it. Honestly, it's it's just a phenomenal book, and I'm glad you're getting the opportunity to talk about it. I'm glad it's getting the success that it's getting. And what has the response been to Dominion so far from those that have checked it out? From where it's been going because it's been very very surprisingly positive um we um if you can see on the back of the book uh you know we got some really good endorsements one from barry cook the creator of mulan we got one of the uh the actors from the chosen uh who actually um uh, also endorsed the book 
uh, and uh, Rob Stotts, who uh, will probably be on one of our our upcoming shows, Christian and Comics and Animation. He's also a, a former DC Wildstorms comics guy who uh, who really loved the book as well. Uh, and you know that's been just kind of like helping open doors to a lot of different things. Uh, I was just on a, a a radio broadcast the other day with uh, Bill Martinez, who's a conservative talk show host nationwide. Um, you know, we've just been doing all sorts of stuff world worldwide. So the, the response is is very, very good. And it's just kind of amazing how global it, our book is being accepted. I think probably because uh, we, we really don't focus so much on, um, you know, different type of races and cultures all of our characters are animals <laughs> so right. so anyone can relate to an animal regardless of where you are in the world so it's just been really fun to just be able to tell the story of the bible in a in a new and different way that includes sci-fi and, and fantasy and you know spaceships robots animals whatever but also connecting it back to the word of god because we have a, a bible study uh, coming up with Davina, and then of course at the end of every book we have a study guide that takes you directly back to the Bible. Yeah, I mean that's absolutely awesome. And Mark, just to pull on you for a little minute here, like, what was your like? This is this book has gotten a massive response right now, and it's obviously taken off really well. Which you know, obviously Terminus is probably you know over the moon about the fact of how successful the book's been. But what were your feelings when, like, when Baron first came and pitched this book to you? Hey, I want to do the story of King Saul in space, <laughs> and they're all lions, <laughs> and they're all going to be lions, and they're going to fight reptiles. Well, and well, you know, uh, you know, just to be honest with you, it's like two years ago before the pandemic hit and everything. You know, Baron and I were talking. We were talking about just kind of we had this deep sense of um, I don't know dissatisfaction, right? And and we both kind of said at the same time, we only want to do stuff from now forward that honors God and that mm. glorifies God, period. And if it doesn't, we're just kind of not interested and we can go do other stuff. Yeah. And um, so, you know, we kind of, you know, did the secret, you know, the, the secret uh, Christian brothers handshake. And we were like, we're going to do this. You know, we're going to move forward with this. And so he, the first thing that Baron pitched to me was Dominion. And he's like, okay, all right. So what I what I got is the it's the story of King Saul in the Bible, you know, the first king of Israel, and they only he only got the job because the people didn't want God to be the king anymore. They're like, give us a king like everybody else. And he's like, who's the tallest guy? Who's the tallest guy? Make that guy the king. And that's that's kind of what happened, right? So he's like, I want to tell that story about him, but I want to tell it um, as this huge intergalactic story with and all the characters are going to be animals and. Saul is going to be this huge lion, and they're going to fly around in spaceships and use ray guns. And you, you know, what do you think? And I, I kind of sit there, and you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm the kid who grew up in the '80s and came home and watched, you know, Thundercats and Voltron. Heck yeah. And I also watched Robotech. You know, it's like huge robots and lions and stuff. So I'm like, we are totally doing this. Man. <laughs> this, this is great. So. Yeah, I was I was kind of an easy sell on this just because it's so different. And you know, we find ourselves doing the same stuff that's derivative mm -hmm. of what everybody else is doing. If we're saying, what's popular right now? Let's do that. I don't think Christians that are faithful to God have ever been like the let's mm -hmm. do what's popular right now thing, right? Yeah. Like 
every one of Jesus's disciples, you know, they went into places and man, they shook things up. And so that's what we really want to do with Dominion. We have a we have a whole generation of people that is unchurched and has zero Bible, biblical literacy. When you say King Saul, they're like, huh? They've never even heard of this stuff, a lot of these, mm -hmm. these folks. So uh, this being sort of inspired by the biblical story, it, you know, our, our harsh desire is that it's going to lead people back to the Word of God. And yeah. they're going to go check out the Word of God and read the story for themselves. Spoilers! You know, things don't go particularly <laughs> well for Saul, but it's right there in the title, you know, Dominion, Fall of the House of Saul. Yeah. So you kind of know things well, are going to go well. Not uh, to mention the fact that, you know, the, the book is not just for your garden, garden variety Christian reader. Yeah, it's a it's a fan book. Anyone who loves Star Wars, who loves Game of Thrones, who loves Narnia, who loves Dune, Battlestar Galactica, Robotech, like Mark mentioned, whatever. Mm -hmm. If you're a fan of anime, whatever, you know, we've gotten great responses all across the board, Christian and non-Christian. Yeah. The book can sit next to any book in the comic book store and eventually any movie on the on the movie shelf. That's how we brand our product. It's just a good story. That leads us back to the Bible. One hundred percent, I would say, yeah. I think you've hit that, hit that bar pretty well. And you know, like I'm, I'm a huge sci-fi fan. I've grown up like watching sci-fi. Grew up watching Star Wars, Star Trek, anything, anything with Star in the title or place in space. I'm generally a fan of it. And it's like, yeah, Dominion's right up there, and it's a really engaging story. It's a really gripping story. And I think you've done something something really cool as well that you don't always get in the biblical text because of the way the bible is written mm -hmm. you don't always get that those personal like stopping points with some of the characters you know i mean like saul's wife appears in this comic and i'm like i don't i was talking to my wife the other night like i don't even think she gets mentioned <laughs> at any point in the bible one like, time just one a name time. yeah <laughs> yeah like i'm like I, i'm like does she even get mentioned like, I, I was struggling to even think and then i'm Cross, like Hey, Cross, I heard there's a Bible study. You can jump in on that if you want. Hey, yeah, I, I, say I might need to get in on that then, yeah. But you know what I mean? It's like these characters are all personable. And even speaking of that Bible study, like, Davina, how did you how did you get roped into this with this crew? Like, how did you, did they come and approach you? Did you approach them? What happened with this? And how did you end up leading the Dominion Bible study? And you've already kind of kicked that off. How has it been going so far? And where can people come and check it out? You know, where can I come and check out? Because apparently I might need it. <laughs> yeah. So we actually got connected through a mutual friend. Um, I worked with Megan Morrow um, at Disney World. I used to work at Disney World. Um, oh. So, yeah, once a cast member, always a cast member, right? <laughs> um, so she has been going to school. And, um, I believe it was an internship with Dr. Bell that she was doing. Um, and she's the one who connected us because um, she knows a lot about me and my past and um, how I'm a Christian TikTok influencer. And she just thought that this would be a really great fit. And she was absolutely right. Um, so that's kind of how we got started and how we got connected. Um, but yeah, the Dominion Bible study, it's I do it on TikTok live and on Zoom. Um, for those who don't have Zoom, that's why I like to have the TikTok live because a lot of those little kids, they don't want to, you know, go on the Zoom. They just want to watch it on their little TikTok screen, right? Um, but we did get a few, um, I think like 10 or 12 consistent people on the Zoom where they were engaged and um, they shared their stories. And this Bible study, yes, it is about 
Dominion, right? Um, and there was a PowerPoint that we go through, and it's Christ-centered, uh, but it's also not just about the Bible study. We want to make connections with the people that we're um, talking with, you know? So towards the end, and even mixed in a little bit, it was more about what they could get out of this Bible study from us, you know? Um, but yeah, I usually, you can sign up on the Terminus Media website for the Bible study as well. Um, or you can go on my TikTok page and sign up in the little bio. Um, and then the Zoom ID will be right on there. So. The next Bible study is this next Sunday on uh, the 19th. Correct. How many will there be? We're doing like uh, two a month. So it's like biweekly. Okay. And uh, have people been able to get the books for it? They go through? Yeah, it? we have uh, digital uh, PDFs oh. available. For, for people to, to uh, we send out an email beforehand, people sign up directly. Okay. And then on the day, we actually send uh, an email out for, for people who want to have those specific pages that are dealt with in that Bible study on that day. Mm. Awesome. And Davina, do you, do you do any other type of like comic stuff in your Bible studies or what are they generally? I don't actually, um, I've always been kind of a little bit of a nerd in that um, area. So I jumped right on this gun. Um, but my TikTok is mostly words you should say instead of cussing. Um, that's kind of my staple, um, which I can talk about a little bit later. But yeah, that's kind of my staple. And a lot of um, Christian, um, it's the trends that are going on in TikTok, but Christianized. Um, I always want to make it, you know, that you don't have to fall into the worldly things. You know, you don't have to follow all the trends. You can make it Christianized and reach other people and still have fun. You don't need to be a part of the world to have fun. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's what I try to portray in my uh, profile. Nice. Well, that's what, what the Apostle John was saying, like, in his, in his first epistle, right? You're not supposed to love the things of this world. So, But you're mostly talking about the content as opposed to the actual medium. Right. So, right. So TikTok in itself might not be bad, but the stuff on TikTok would be not so great. Correct. And some of the trends, some of the music that are being used, you know, doesn't really glorify God. But um, a lot of Christian creators on there as well, myself included, we change up the lyrics, you know, to make it Christianized. And it's kind of fun that way. And then you get um, Christians on board and like, well, now we can participate in this trend. Right. Um, and then it shares God's word in that way as well. Nice. What are some of the top words to say without cussing? <laughs> um, so there's over 200 parts of the series that I've done, um, but they all have their own little themes. So I've done like um, video game themes where it's like, um, what the Fortnite instead of the <laughs> um, shove it up your Among Us, you know, uh, what the Halo. So. I guess I started this because I used to cuss like a sailor um, and it was really bad. And when I started drawing nearer to God, um, I was convicted. I was convicted hardcore um, and I couldn't stop just like that. And it was really hard to. So I just ran one day. I just did a video because I wanted to make it a little bit more fun for myself. You know, how can I stop cussing, um, but like make it fun as well? You know, so I that's when I created the words you should say instead of cussing, and it just took off. <laughs> nice. 
Yeah. Yeah, so you guys can see there a little bit of the, some that, of the tech talks there. Hey, hey, Davina, was that cursing like a sailor? Was that all Disney influence? Can you blame it on them? <laughs> you know, working at Disney did not. Oh, I loved working there, but the behind the scenes, yes, it caused me to curse quite a bit. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's very hectic over there <laughs> behind the scenes. But Davina, yeah. is that six point eight million likes on your channel there? Yes, this is sir. crazy. Sheesh. Yes, sir. <laughs> Yes, I, I just gotta get over to the three hundred and eighty-three like thousand. I'm like, that's insane numbers. Like that's <laughs> that's crazy. Thank you. That is absolutely awesome though. And congratulations on the success that you've had in TikTok with it. And Thank you know, you. congratulations on finding a niche with that, like the, you know, obviously starting off with the, you know, words to say instead of cussing and it's kind of taken off from there. It's like, but that's absolutely awesome and definitely worth the success and yeah, definitely, guys. If you saw up there on the video, uh, Dev Krevinghouse is a uh, the link at TikTok. Go and check it out. Go and drop the Vina a follow there. And of course, she has her the Bible study coming up. So if you want to chat to her about the Dominion Bible study, then that is also there as an option. And um, we are actually going to go ahead and give away a copy of Dominion Volume One. Uh oh. And um, if you are not signed up yet, want to find the right thing. There you go, terminusmedia.com slash events. This is your chance. Go sign up right now. I can add you to the wheel quickly. And I'll just tell you guys again, Dominion Volume 1 includes the first three chapters of Dominion. It's got all kinds of awesome uh, bonus features. It's got Bible studies like we're talking about are in the in there as well. we got galactic maps and all kinds of stuff you haven't seen yet, like process art. So uh, definitely... Check it out, and it's available at terminusmedia.com. So I just laugh at for all of you who don't win it here in a second. Mm -hmm. right. <laughs> so I just having a laugh there. We've got Rob Stotts in the Facebook chat, um, who's asking for a sketch wow. of Creators Draw other competitor properties <laughs> live. Yes, one hundred percent. If we, we probably won't get that today, but that has to be something in the future we do. Yes. What up, Rob? Um, all right, let me pull up our wheel. No other names added to it. All right, let's see. The winner of, uh, and it's going to be a signed copy of Dominion, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah, I just wanted to check that before I actually say it, and then, you know, you have to sign it because I've already told people. Let's do the spin, and let's see. James Debro, congratulations. Nice. Way to go, James. Ooh, I want a signed copy of Dominion. Volume one. Congratulations. We'll be reaching out to you regarding that. That's um, that's one of my alts, Cross, by the way. That's one of my alts. Oh, that's one of yours. Okay. <laughs> fine. I'll, I'll drop you a message. Later, Wait, we fine. can create alts. All right, just give me a minute. Yeah, we're gonna say, oh, we're yeah. Gonna we, we can do that. I, I one <laughs> <laughs> Nobody told me that. But thank you so much for the uh terminus media crew here. Uh, I believe some of them are gonna have to duck out at the moment and I've got some other stuff on. Maybe back later on. Hopefully, we'll see you. If not, thank you so much for coming in. Um, I know Dr. Bell's dipping out. Are you sticking around, Daniel? Or are you dipping out as well? I'll be yeah. back. In, I'll be back for the Q and A. We, we'll talk later. Yeah, Bye Daniel, pop back in later. But thank you so much for joining us, guys. See you guys. Appreciate yeah. it. Take care. Have a good day. All right, and let's throw this up. Oh, are you taking off as well, Mark? I can't hear you. I think you're on mute, Mark. Mark, you're muted. Can't hear you. Uh, 
Claro. There hey, if go. I unmute myself, it works. <laughs> there we go. No, I was joking around. I was like, I thought those guys would never leave. <laughs> it was so funny because another thing all we saw was now we can now I can really talk. <laughs> all right, but thanks so much for the terminus media crew for that. Congratulations again to James Debro. But we yeah. are going to move on to talk to the first of our very special guests and creators that we have here today. And we are going to be talking to Mr. Al Nickerson. Amazing. Al, thank you so much for coming and joining us here today. Uh, Al, currently the project that he's been putting out and has been working on, we've got up on screen at the moment, at the moment, if I can speak, uh, The Sword of Eden, which honestly just looks like a really fun kind of mm -hmm. superhero adventure. Very interesting art style, very kind of cartoony, but definitely plays into it compared to some of your other work as well. And But Mr. Al Nickerson has been involved in pretty much... I don't know how many major worldwide household names such as Marvel, DC, Nickelodeon, Sesame Street. You have got quite a lot under your belt, Alan. We just thank you for coming and just joining us to chat yeah, about it today. It. We really appreciate it. Uh, well, thank you. And now I feel very old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, God has blessed my career. I was able to work for all the different publishers I wanted to work for. And, uh, uh, of whom that I was a fan of when I was a kid and growing up. So yeah, it's it's been a great joy. So God is too good to me. Yeah, I mean that's absolutely awesome. And yeah, it's like tell us a little bit about what it was like working with some of those companies then and what led to where you are now because you worked with some of those big names and then mm -hmm. a lot of your more recent stuff has been more of the self-published kind of works mm -hmm. and leading up to sort of eden so just a little short kind of journey to get there and then i want to delve into talking about sort of eden itself okay yeah um yeah I, I was a fan of comics and animation when i was growing up when i was in high school i realized i wanted to work in comics professionally i went to the school of visual arts and uh, graduated there and uh had some really great teachers uh, at sva and I started working for uh, Warp Graphics uh, on a book called ElfQuest Blood of Ten Chiefs. I was an animator for like MTV Animation and Nickelodeon and Sesame Street, like you said, and ended up working for Marvel uh, as an artist, uh, an inker, um, as well as a uh, animator. So yeah, and then I spent eight years and eight and a half years working for both Archie Comics and DC Comics at the same time. But the whole process... Um, I always had my own stories I wanted to tell. And during that time, I was actually also self-publishing, create own work as well. But eventually, yeah, just like I kind of got tired of, you know, drawing Jughead or the animated Justice League and wanted to do more create own work full time and to give back to God for all the blessings he's given me and create Christian content and create something like the Sword of Eden where uh, it has the gospel message in it. it it's uh, content that Christians could read without feeling um, like they're compromising God's principles, which is uh, not something you find too often today in the comic book stores. And um, to reach, uh, you know, unsafe people with the gospel message. So if you like fun superhero uh, comics from like, you know, the 1980s, I guess. Um, yeah, you know, give the sort of Eden a, a shot. And it's in comic book stores now. Um, and it's also being sold at christianbook.com and uh, on eBay and Amazon and a bunch of other places. So, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. 
Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely awesome that you've kind of went into that work. And, you know, I'm glad you've taken the opportunity to do some of the work and stuff that you felt you were meant to do, that you wanted to do, you know? Oh, it's, a, it's a totally different animal, right? You know, doing work made for hire. And there are some people that, you know, work for Marvel and DC and Archie, and uh, they might be happy doing that, and that, that's fine. But, yeah, if, you know, not every artist has something to say or a story to tell. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I've been given that opportunity now, and it's great, and it's self-published, and I don't have an editor telling me how to write and draw my own character. And <laughs> I actually like the business side of comics, so that's where the self-publishing stuff uh, comes in. And, yeah, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah, so for our audience as well that's coming in that might not have heard of the story and stuff, what is the Sword of Eden? Can you tell us a little you know, elevator pitch for it and what it's like, and mm -hmm. where did the inspiration for it come from as well? I don't know. I think ultimately the inspiration was like, I wanted to kind of tell this, the kind of comic book story that I would actually myself want to read, you know? So it's like, it's fun superhero stuff. It's got some uh, action and adventure material in it. It's character driven. Um, yeah. So it's kind of like the kind of book I, I wanted to read. And it's the first volume is 220 pages. And oh, wow. um, yeah, so it starts off uh, with a uh, teenage girl, uh, Rebecca Stern, and she, has uh, some God-given uh, superpowers. So she's kind of strong and she's kind of fast. And she has this sense of uh, su supernatural things uh, or evil things. And she believes that she's doing God's will by going up and beating villains and monsters and stuff. And then she uh, joins a group of other superheroes and they find out that the Sword of Eden from the Garden of Eden actually is still here on the earth. So this, the superheroes realize that's a potentially very powerful weapon. And these demons don't want the heroes to find the sword because they believe that if uh, people get more evidence of God's existence, then that would be bad for them, for the demons. So that's where that conflict is. And that's like the first story in the trade paperback. And then um, I introduce a character from uh, Arthurian uh, literature, uh, the Green Knight in the story. Nice. And then the third part of the story has to do with the heroes trying to look for Noah's Ark. Nice. So that's really interesting. Like, what made you decide to go into stuff like you mentioned, like going for the Green Knight from Arthurian legend? Like, obviously, you're drawn from biblical stuff, like, you know, the Sword of Eden itself, the, you know, looking for Noah's Ark. What made you expand out into other, like, legends and stuff like the Arthurian legend? Well, in regards to the Green Knight, I mean, the old. Like 13th century poem, Sir uh, Gawain or Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. I mean, that's full of Christian um, imagery and themes. And if you actually read the original poem, unlike apparently the modern movie, uh, yeah, it's it's very Christian. And I always wondered what happened to this guy, right? So the, the Green Knight, he's all green and he can't be hurt, and they chop his head off, and he's still alive. Hmm. And like, whatever happened to that guy? Like, did does he ever get sick? He can't get hurt. Is he still alive? So I wanted, I always wanted to tell a story about him. So I threw him in. Actually, you can kind of see him in the background over here uh, on a print. Um, yeah. So I, I put him in the story and we found out what happened to him. And uh, yeah. And the, the arc, you know, Noah's arc. I mean, yeah, it's kind of a, a fun little story to tell. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. It's, it's really cool adventures to kind of journey into. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, because like I think that's the thing of like with Sword of Eden, it's like it sounds like it's a very kind of specific centered thing, but it's really mm -hmm. cool that you've kind of ventured into these other myths and legends as well as like other biblical stories. And is there any future plans for Sword of Eden? Is there any plans of stuff that you want to incorporate going forward as well, or any ideas that you would love to add in? 
Well, yeah. So um, the original, the first volume, you know, it's kind of got three stories in it. I didn't want to keep telling the same story again. So hence, you know, those three different plot points. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm working on volume two now and I got four volumes planned and yeah, I'm really excited about working on it and uh, getting it out to as many people as possible. And yeah, recently getting it into comic book stores is a huge blessing because it's a totally different market, right? You know, yeah. stores and yeah, Diamond has been great with me, Diamond Comic Distributors, and they uh, ship books to uh, comic book stores and uh, they're part of the direct market and they've been great with me. And ChristianBook.com, they're fantastic. So yeah, I, I imagine there's two different types of readers, you know, going to either ChristianBook.com or going to a, into a comic book store and ordering the book or actually seeing it on the shelves with, you know, X-Men and Batman and stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's there's no one denying that that's a massive get as well, especially for a Christian comic creator yes. with, a, with a with a comic that is so inherently Christian based. It's like it's not mm -hmm. like a you can't really pitch it in any other way. Like, no, it's definitely a Christian story with Christian elements, biblical stories to it. And to mm -hmm. get that in regular comic book stores, that's a massive, you know, get. That's a massive win. To have yeah. that on the shelf with all these other creator works that are out there. Well, especially now, maybe because I'm kind of old and curmudgeon-y. Like, <laughs> there's not many new comics that I actually really enjoy. Because um, it seems, a lot of stuff seems very woke. And I just can't read any of that stuff. So yeah, so I created a, a graphic novel of, of stories that, of, and characters that are, I myself would like to read. And yeah, it's full of Christian themes and content. And yeah, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun working on it and being able to tell the kind of stories that I want to tell. So uh, we have a question from Facebook. I'm going to pop it on the screen real quick. It's from, this is from Rob Stotts. He said, is Christian comic creation a full-time gig for you? Or do you work other jobs and create comics on the side outside of that? Well, it's a full-time gig. So... Um, normally I sometimes, sometimes teach at a college, uh, SUNY Orange, like every other semester, but because of COVID, it's kind of really messed up my schedule in regards to teaching. Mm -hmm. So I was supposed to go back to teaching this January and they're not going to even offer the class. So, but mm -hmm. normally I'm teaching every other semester and I'm teaching a class on how to create comics and, uh, comic strips. That's awesome. Oh, That's I, mean, I love being in the classroom, especially, yeah. you know, in a college environment where it's not a uh, very Christian friendly. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really awesome, and it sucks that you've not had the opportunity to kind of get back to that. But that's really cool that you're, you know, giving back in that sort of way and teaching in the classroom. It's I can only imagine those classes are very kind of educational and very a lot to them. I'd love to. Well, I would say I'd love to sit down in them, but I'd be like, well, shouldn't ever because I suck at art in every way possible. Yeah, you're but not like... doing well in my class. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I wouldn't do well in a kindergarten class doing artwork, to be completely <laughs> honest with you. So it's probably not. But didn't, so you, like, didn't you draw when you were a kid? Because most kids actually draw. Every, all kids draw. Oh, yeah. yeah so, there's a kid. Unfortunately, so, that's. Do you stop? And why do young people stop drawing? That that always fascinated me. Pablo Picasso said every child is an artist. So that's important. Every kid draws. Yeah, the problem is I'm in my 30s and my artwork today looks like it did when I was five. So it's like, you know, <laughs> as most people kind of progress and get better, mine just never did. So it's like. That's, that's one of the reasons I hired Nitro. Like, he's a resident artist for our channel. So it's like, yeah, anytime I need artwork, Nitro, I need help. <laughs> but like, that's absolutely awesome, Alan. Honestly, it sounds like a really phenomenal story, Sword of Eden. Um, obviously, it can be picked up pretty much anywhere at this point. It's out in comic book stores. It's on Amazon, eBay, like you said. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking forward to more of this coming out. And I think it's awesome to see we need more great christian comics out there i think nitro and i talked about this with yeah. dominion like in the last panel that we did was growing up as a christian and a comic book fan 
those things just never intertwined. Like if you got a Christian comic, they were crap. Yeah, it's like, like, there was nothing of substance to them that made them enjoyable for a comic book fan. It's like a lot of times Christian centered, and I don't want to generalize, but all right, I'll say sometimes Christian centered <laughs> entertainment can miss the mark, you know, like story content quality wise, you know, et cetera. Like, so I guess my question is like, this is kind of open for everybody. And I know, I know we got to kind of move along, but like, how do you make sure your content meets or exceeds the types of things that we see in like secular films, comics and animation? Cause I feel like that's, like that's necessary, right? To get to get our message out. Well, I'll say that the big thing with us is you know the, your audience is holding a gun on you and saying, "Entertain me." Mm-hmm. That is why I came here today. You know, whether they're doing a flip test of your comics or you know watching the first thirty seconds of your animation or your content, they're saying, "Hey, I'm here to I'm here to to be entertained, not to not to work for you or or you know." So I think the number one thing we have to do is we have to entertain people. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's value in that. You know, there's, there's value in someone who's been working hard all day, whether it's in school or at work, and they're just looking for something to sort of take them on a journey somewhere else. Yeah. Um, yeah. To give them a break from their life for a while. Um, I, think it's, I think it's loving your neighbor to produce content that does that for people. And, that's a know, cool way to look at it's it it's content yeah. that honors god yeah and i would i would say here at brainy pixel we kind of echo that we we look at everything that we create first and foremost as our, our offering to god and you want to bring your first fruits and your best fruits to god we saw in genesis how when you don't bring your best offering to god how that goes with cain and abel right it led to the first murder and so we don't ever want to do that here at Brain Pixel. So we look at every project that we undertake as an offering first to God and mm-hmm. then as something to be consumed second. No, absolutely. And I think that's something that was really cool that we're seeing, though. Like, and one of the great things about doing these panels, talking mm-hmm. to Christian comic creators and animators, it's like we're starting to see this, like, I don't even know if I can call it a resurgence, but like the surge in like creators who are creating content that can yeah. stand up against secular stuff, that can stand up against like, hey, I can go in and I can pick up something from Marvel, something from DC, and hey, look, here's a Christian comic that's just as good. Yeah. Like, just as much story, just as much heart, or I can go watch this show and it's like, yeah, there's a great Christian message to it, but it's also <clears> a really good show and I yeah. can actually sit and enjoy it. And the quality is really good, you know? Well, you know, not it's only- like, not only can it stand up, but it should. Sh- it, it yeah. should yeah. stand. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I think Christians have th- co-opted those areas to the world. I mean, for hundreds and hundreds of years, Christianity ha- had the corner market on art and on science and on philosophy and on everything, right? Mm-hmm. And so we've we've lost that, and we mm-hmm. need to reclaim that. And if we don't, our children certainly won't. I, I think it. As Christian, we just forget that uh, the art is just an expression of God. It's just God is the creative of everything. And I, I love the story of Exodus when uh, God is just filling people with the Holy Spirit. The second person beside Moses is just an artist. Is Bezazel, I think that's the name. I, I don't know if that's how it's pronounced in English. But it was an artist. And, and the word said that, you know what? I'm going to fill someone to do their job in art to actually build me a temple, build me mm-hmm. the Ark of the Covenant. So I think we just cannot forget that. And 
I think men, we have to remember how the media has awakened every one of us. Mm-hmm. I think we can remember just episode of chapters of our favorite series or favorite comics, even before yep. like the class in the, in, the, in, in the school or something like that. That actually build people. That, that mm-hmm. entertain, like Mars said, uh, build people. You build your character, build everything that it works for you. So we need to have that and remember how that influences us and how we can influence other people with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I do want to just kind of keep us moving on. A great discussion here, but I do need to kind of keep moving forward. So I just have one last question we wanted to pitch towards Al, and then we're going to do a giveaway of some amazing stuff that he is uh, given to us to give out to our audience. So big question here, Al, this one, and to try and get some gears turning in our audience as well for the upcoming Q&A later. So you've worked with some of the big household names that we talked about, Marvel, DC, Archie Comics, Sesame Street, Nickelodeon. What were some of the lessons that you've learned, good and bad, um, from working with these companies? And how did it affect the creation and your approach to your self-published works? Well, um, what I tell my students is that if they want to do work made for hire, if they want to work for Marvel or Disney or um, DC or Archie Comics, whatever, uh, I don't think there's necessarily anything on the surface very unethical to, you know, doing that. So if they just want to be an animator for Disney or an inker for Marvel or, or whatever, I think on the surface that's kind of fine. But if they have any intention to uh, write uh, for these people or uh, create their own characters, they're not going to be able to own those characters and those properties. And Marvel and DC and Archie and um, other companies have had a really terrible history of trading, treating their uh, writers and artists. And I was very much aware of that. You know, I think of, you know, Jack Kirby and Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster and uh, yeah. Steve Ditko and how they were treated. And uh, I, I knew that when I was going in and working for these companies and that was kind of fine, but I, I knew what I was stepping into, but eventually I just kind of, you know, like I said, I really got kind of tired of doing that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, you know, I've always been very outspoken about comic book creators rights. And I've always been, because I've been very much aware of, you know, our history. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm happier just doing my own stuff and writing my own stories and creating my own characters and, um, you know, self-publishing and, you know, if, if you want to do that, you should do it and you can do it, uh, now as well. And the topic before about Christian entertainment and stuff, I think it's true that, uh, content in Christian entertainment, comics, animation, uh, TV, and even music has gotten better. Um, it, the problem is trying to get that content to your audiences as quickly as possible without dealing with other people as, as much as you can. So but now we've got the internet, we've got self-publishing, you could just, you know, you can go through distributors and bookstores directly. And that's a wonderful opportunity for Christian artists and writers. And you should do that if that's what you want to do. So, but I'll never go back to working and work made for hire again. There's, I have no interest in doing that, but mm-hmm. I can't really begrudge anyone else doing that because I did it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. you know. No, absolutely. And I think that's that you kind of like you're saying, like you need to find what works best for you. If that's what you want to do and work for somewhere like Marvel, DC, whatever, then and are more work for hire, like that's not necessarily a bad thing. But mm-hmm. 
there are also a lot of people like yourself who are starting to find that self-publishing and self-creating stuff is is a brand new way to go and there's a certain creative freedom that comes with that not just in owning your own stuff but in being able to get your own stuff out there i agree yeah, yeah. i totally agree with you <laughs> but like that's that's absolutely awesome al and thank you and we're gonna to have to push forward with some of our other guests but um al is sticking around we do have a q a later so if you have questions that you want to direct towards al please uh keep them saved up we're going to launch them at him during our q a session and get his opinion on a few different things um, but to wrap up his session, Al has actually given us an amazing giveaway, which is a sort of even poster that is going to be signed by himself. Nice. And so we are going to give that away to someone who has signed up in our giveaways. And again, if you have not signed up for all of our giveaways, and this is your opportunity, head to terminusmedia.com slash events. I'll give it a few seconds. And then we will do our giveaway. All right. Let's see anyone else popping in. So we're going to hit that wheel. And the winner of the same sort of Eden poster is Alan Kent. Nice. Congratulations, Alan. We will be reaching out to you and connecting with you to get that sent over to you as soon thank as you. we can. Thank you so much. And thank you so much, Al. We greatly yes, appreciate, really appreciate it. Yes, really appreciate it, man. All right. We are going to move on. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Daniel, as well. Yes. So for anyone signing up, I forgot to mention this at the start of the hour. We are doing a bunch of giveaways today. And um, if you have missed out on a giveaway, if you wanted to get that signed poster or if you wanted a signed copy of Dominion that we've already given away or one of the other giveaways for today, um, you're not out of luck in winning that yet. Because at the very end of the day, we are giving away what we are calling our royal giveaway, which is basically <laughs> everything that we are giving away solo someone is going to be the lucky winner of every single one of those in one big grand prize. So if you have missed out on that, you've still got the opportunity to win that nice. along with everything else in our big final giveaway at the end of the day. So if you want to get in on any of these giveaways, this is your opportunity to still get in for it. All right, but we are going to jump on to speak with our next guest. And... Um, Throwing up his graphic there, the creator of oh, Samson of the Nazarite. We are going to be speaking with Louis Serrano. Uh, Louis, thank you so much for coming and joining yes. us today and coming and hanging out with us. You know, as we said at the top of the hour, Louis, let me center you. There we go. <laughs> Just to move you over a little bit. Uh, <laughs> as a, you know, we'll throw it up there, the creator of Samson the Nazarite, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, comic series i believe it is the trilogy it's going to be a trilogy of comics and um, also as well working along with christian comics Art Society. Society. Mm -hmm. i don't know why i have to always think about the order of that like, it, <laughs> yeah. like christian comic art society i have to like my brain doesn't want to put it together in that order for some reason <laughs> so i always have to stop um but thank you so much for coming and joining yeah. us today lewis and thank you for uh, joining us and nice so, yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit about Samson the Nazarite, your amazing uh, comic that is out there, and a little bit about the Christian Comic Art Society as well. And yeah. for those that don't know what either of these are, what exactly are they? Yeah. Um, so uh, Christian Comic Art Society, we'll start there. Uh, it was a nonprofit. Um, and it's kind of like a, you know, uh, 
nerd geek haven for people to come and find out about uh, great Christian comics, great Christian art, um, faith-based books, and um, as well as creators to network and uh, connect and be able to create. So we kind of have two uh, people that we look to serve and the fans and then the creators. So um, coming in 2022, we're going to hopefully have a lot more things um, to help creators be able to create. Um, You know, there's a learning curve in any craft and having mentors to help the younger um, as well as to encourage. I mean, all of us here are like Christian creators. So we're like uh, always treading water mm-hmm. just above our necks, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, um, and so, you know, we just need some encouragement, you know, like yeah. when you talk to other creators and they're going through the same thing, you just feel like it's not just me, you know, in this space. Um, so, yeah, so, uh, Christian Comic Art Society has been around for a long time. Uh, We we go to conventions, uh, San Diego Comic-Con, WonderCon. We throw our own Christian comic convention um, once a year as well. Uh, We didn't because of COVID last year. Um, But yeah, I've been at Comic-Con for over 20 years. And um, that's really, it's a great, like, you just meet friends there and being kind of a light at comic-con like is just a joy you know like people get to come find out about all these great christian books like we had dominion at the table this year you know like just hey you know like this was great so um that's them you know they're on facebook and everything else um sign up and um there'll be a lot of stuff on there um samson and nazarite um that's my like Dominion, we've got three books and we'll put it together into one graphic novel. Um, the third one we did just finish, but we're going to kind of compendium it. Nice. Uh, but we do have some for a giveaway. That's a good looking book right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we were talking about like uh, things that inspired us in art. And when I was little, we used to watch the super book cartoon or you know and like i it was amazing to me like you know little kids with a robot go back into bible times to do bible stories you're like okay sounds kind of crazy but um you know that's where i got my familiarity with the stories and found them fascinating yeah and it's kind of like history um you know like you can read about the titanic or if you watch the titanic movie like which one's going to be more memorable right like like oh well, the movie you know like it tells what happened but like there's a human element and story versus yeah. just facts one thing that i appreciated i had a chance to look through it a little bit um the first volume and i i appreciated how you didn't shy away from like the intensity of like <laughs> of what it would have actually been like yeah um yeah oh and that's what i i what i find is that like when you're doing a Bible story, you just dig into that story. Yeah. You know, there's gold on the top layer just right there, but you Mm -hmm. dig and you start thinking like, what would it really have been like? And what would people with the same emotions as me have felt? Yeah. And responded. Um, 
like I found a sermon from Charles Spurgeon on Samson's mother. Mm -hmm. And it was incredible, you know, just the gold he dug out of her faith. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So we really, I mean, my goal was to make the story like you read ours and then you'll read the biblical account and you'll say like, it's like the same, except it looks like, you know, Dragon Ball Z with it, you know, and you're kind of like, that's okay. This is the medium. This is my style. This is like how you might have a Tarantino movie. This is like a my movie interpretation, right? Yeah. But I did want it to be very true to the story. So the story is the bones, and then we just add a little bit of human, you know, element to it. Yeah, I, I mean, I can appreciate, like, there's a there can be a tendency in Christian medium to soften content i think Mm -hmm. so i appreciate like the approach that you took um you know being respectful of the audience like this dude literally killed like hundreds of people with with Mm -hmm. a bone like Mm -hmm. that would have been a really intense scene so i mean just i mean just taking that one aspect of a story but again yeah i really appreciated that yeah and you know i think it's it for us like i'm not a fan of cutting out elements of the story mm-hmm. that are there right like you you change it uh yeah. you know they're they're already pretty sparse on details a mm-hmm. lot of times and so yeah. if you're like we're just gonna cut out this whole section <laughs> you're like well that's not the same story yeah you yeah um, it's true and you know when i was a kid that's what i related to one of the first comics that i read that was christian based was something called the cross and the switchblade mm-hmm. by a guy named nikki cruz who was a gang member and I remember reading him talking about being in a street fight and needing to rip off the antenna of a car to <laughs> slash somebody with. And I'm like a kid and I'm going, whoa, you know, <laughs> I was like the Christian kid who grew up in the church. So this was all like, wow. Yeah. And he tells his faith story about how you know he came to, to Christ and everything. So, you know, when we when we show those those stories in their sort of uh, action packed, visceral uh, realness. Um, mm-hmm. I think it, it definitely appeals to uh, guys. And um, but you know when we develop the characters and the storylines, it appeals to everybody because everybody yeah. loves a, a great story. And you know the story that you told of Samson uh, is just phenomenal. It's amazing. Thank you. And, and I think it's really important, Mark, as well that that we don't shy away from real life, right? I think mm-hmm. that's one of the things that pushes potential customers and potential, you know, consumers of Christian media away is that there's this immediate kind of um, impulse that we have to suppress to kind of whitewash everything and to make everything safe and sanitized and, you know, and, and approved for moms everywhere. And I think, I think there are elements of these biblical stories. You just can't do that to mm-hmm. and be truthful to the source material. Yeah. So you have to, you have to handle Absolutely. it in the right way and you have to present it in the right way and not, you know, and not hide it mm-hmm. and, and not let it be a gotcha. But we've got we've got to deal with that in a truthful, artistic it's manner. True. It's true. The, the cross was not comfortable. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. The cross was visceral. The cross was real. Like this is this is real life. And, you know, to, you know, yes, we want to be, you know, we want to be family friendly and we want to, you know, we don't want to do anything that would hurt the cause of Christ. But, you know. We, we also want to, we want to be real. We want to mm-hmm. tell these stories and, you know, it's like Samson's like the Wolverine of the Bible, right? Yeah. It's like super strong and he's going through there slashing and, you know, all these Philistines 
you know, that's another thing with the Bible. Like I remember uh, a, a buddy of mine uh, who's a, a who's big time in the comics business actually uh, reviewed uh, when he reviewed D Dominion, not to take us off the, the, the subject, but, you know, he was like, what about, you know, the Philistines? All they are is kind of like the monolithic bad guys. Isn't there any nuance? And I was like, no, <laughs> they were bad guys. All they did was bad stuff, evil stuff. Yeah. And, um, so I, I think sometimes we're like, well, he's just bad because he's misunderstood or he had a bad childhood. You know, the Bible, a lot of times it's like, there's, there's, there are people in the world that are evil and that need to be, you know, defeated. So, you know, Samson, that's what he was all about, right, Lewis? Mm -hmm. It's like, where are the Philistines? Mm -hmm. <laughs> God made me for the purpose of destroying, you know, the evil that's here. So yeah. let me get about doing that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, he's defending his people in a very violent time. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I think for me, you know, like, uh, this project's been like a decade, um, you know, like I don't do this full time. I've got a job. I've got a family like um, I've got writers schedules. I mean, artist schedules to hone in on. I got mm -hmm. waiting for budgets, you know, like so for me, this is really like, hey, persevered because, um, you know, it's not just quick and easy to do. Um, but diving into it, into the story, right, like the general consensus on Samson is like, oh, he was like a bad guy. Like he, he's looked down upon, um, and which I found like the opposite of, of like, we sit here in 21st century peace and are like, hey, you in a totally different time and place shouldn't be acting that way, right? Like that's like, I have these glasses on that I'm viewing it through. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and so you find Samson and Hebrews is listed as one of the people in kind of the Hall of Fame, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. it's imp we always kind of say, like, look, these these people in the Bible are flawed. But like yeah. we also then don't accept them. Like, that's the point. They're flawed and God is still with them. Yeah. And guess what? I'm flawed and God is still with me. Absolutely. But, like we need a savior. That's why. Yeah. Because we're all flawed. Right. So. So, um, you know, I feel like the main thing is make something that you enjoy and you at least have one person who likes it, right? Yeah. And more than likely, more than just you. Absolutely. And kind of a question we had to set aside, and I think it's a good segue into that is, you know, so you've done the work on Samson and Nazarite. You've got this trilogy out, and you also had an award-winning script that became a miniseries on Gideon. And mm -hmm. you've very much got a, obviously your two main ones that you did there are both out of the book of Judges. Mm -hmm. And it was just a kind of curiosity to me of what was it that drew you to the characters and judges to these yeah. men that you've, you know, that these were the ones you wanted to focus on. Yeah. You know, because they're, they're great stories. Oh, absolutely. I love the story of Samson and the story of Gideon. But what was yeah, your that's a great the book question. of Judges? What was the inspiration for them? Yeah. And, so, um, so the Samson was, um, I was listening to an audio book, which I like to do in the car when I'm mm -hmm. traveling. Uh, I think it was called like The Lion and the Honey. And they were just diving into the Samson story. And it was just fascinating. And so that was, was kind of the spark. Um, the Gideon, they were just having a, a writing contest to do a story on Gideon in any format. Um, and so 
uh, very last minute I jumped into that, but was very glad that I did. Um, and it was a nice tie-in because there's kind of a we believe the same the same character in the Samson story kind of shows up in the Gideon story because it's just the intro. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the angel of the Lord character. We have him here in uh, Samson. It's a sick panel, by the way. Uh, it's not really focusing. Sorry. Anyways. Um, so yeah, it's he a shows really up cool in the Gideon stuff. Yeah. <laughs> story too and has very similar like uh, going up in the sacrifice. Um, so that was a nice tie-in. I feel like you know, you kind of have a list of stories like I'm going to tell this and then this and then this. And so I felt like eventually it'd be nice to maybe do a, a, a nice David story. But mm-hmm. I'm like, that's such a long, big thing. Like, I'm not ready for that. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's like a Game of Thrones series. You yeah. Know? So so we, we're going to do a few more minis, uh, probably do a Joseph story next that I'm okay. excited about. Um so I just feel like if the, the character and the story is fascinating to me, then I like like the Titanic. I want to jump into it and like mm-hmm. live it. Mm, that is absolutely awesome. And because it was just something that really stood out to me that you'd both you'd focused that both those stories on judges. And I was like, I was wondering if it was just a connection there. And it's like, but yeah, absolutely, I can see it. You know, Samson's just such a phenomenal story, such a great tale to be able to tell. And I think it's. I think it's one of those stories that's it benefits from a visual medium mm-hmm. like getting absolutely. to see it like laid out like that and then yeah, absolutely and then the story of gideon like i always refer to that as the real 300. yeah exactly. <laughs> yes you know like the story yeah. of 300 like yeah there was uh-huh. 300 but they had all these other people no gideon literally had 300 yeah. <laughs> to go into this fight and it's yeah. like they're both right. and you can imagine it right like oh this is cool like i want to jump into that like tell that to me I just love the conversation that he has with God. He's just like back and forth. I feel like, no, like but God, for yeah. real though, <laughs> just one more, just one more sign. I would really appreciate it. I know you made it wet, but can you make it dry this time? <laughs> yeah, it's like just one more sign, and I'm like, it's like, yeah, that's too many people. We're going to get rid of all these people. Make them do this. Yeah, okay. I, I saw what you did there, but but just hear that's me like, out. That's like Abraham. So instead of a thousand, how about just ten? <laughs> no, absolutely, it's. They're phenomenal stories, and I look forward to it. like having to get the chance. I've not had the chance to delve into Volume Two of Samson the Nazarite yet, but I'm definitely going to be delving into it. And yeah. and also, by the way, like the art style in it is just phenomenal as well. It's amazing artwork to um, go along with a great story. And yes. yeah, like I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what comes yeah. next. And we did have someone in chat asking, like we've got the links for like Samson. Where can you pick up the Gideon miniseries? Is that something that's available? um yes we actually have that as a free download um but the link is down so but it it will be fixed um so uh, are we self-published under rooted chronicles um so if you look up that's the you can that's where you can find it on the rooted chronicles um website rootedchronicles.com um just give us a little bit of time to fix that link and uh, yeah, it was full, it was fun that like because they had an artist side of the competition and then a writer side, and so I ended up connecting with the artist who won the oh, competition, awesome. and I was like, hey, do my script, you know? So we we worked on that. And he did some he did some of the Samson book as well. So um, yeah, I mean, at Comic Con we had a lady come by the table, and she was like, the only thing I know about Samson is he gets his hair cut. You know? <laughs> 
And I'm like, that's pretty much most of what people know, right? So with this, yeah, that's like, what everyone knows. Again, yeah, like you know, this is the actual story, right? Like, also, a beautiful you, woman. A lot of people might know, like club, David yeah. killed Goliath, right? That's all I know. David killed Goliath, right? Yeah, like, one thing. So you get this, you get, you're gonna know the whole story. Yeah, and I mean that's cool. And even just to you know, not to give away any of the book, but even just like from the opening of it, I love the setup of it that it's Samson telling his story. Yeah. But he's telling it from the point of being blinded and in prison already, and it's like he's already gone through so much stuff, and starts telling his story. I'm like, so you're right off the bat, you're like, yeah, this guy's been through some stuff. Yeah, you know, it's like, and it throws you right in the deep end for that, which isn't a bad thing for Samson, yeah. you know. Yeah, and I mean, in this type of story to help connect to Samson, right? To uh, you know, I think again, the main consensus is like, how could a guy be so stupid and lose his power? And it's like, well, what did he really do? But like, trust somebody he loved. Like, yeah, th that was his big crime. You know, not that he was just stupid and lost his power. Yeah, I think that's the thing, though, with like Samson. It's one of those things of like, it's very easy to like judge from the outside, kind of like what you were right. saying, like to look back with a certain perspective. But that's exactly what we do on a daily basis. We look at other people and judge them through our own glasses and like that. It's like, oh, I would never do that. Yeah, and right. it's like. No, actually, we do frequently. <laughs> yeah, like Samson is like, oh yeah, he felt he fell for this woman that he wasn't meant to be with, and he was in love with her, and it's like it led him down this path to losing yeah. his power from God. And I'm like, no, that's actually a really relatable yeah. story. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure relatable. Sure can relate with that. <laughs> yeah, if you think of it in terms of you know the sin in your life is what is keeping God from being able to do everything that He would like to do through you and through your life. You know, Samson just happened to have a problem with you know women and you know he wanted to do I, I guess you'd call it missionary dating today right where you're like oh she's a philistine but she's so like she's so uh pretty she's so attractive i can't resist and you know it's like i know a lot of christians who have gone through that heartache of, of the missionary dating thing all 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 to find out in the end it's like oh yeah. well I guess they didn't love me, <laughs> and I yeah. guess this this isn't what I thought it was. And um, yeah, and you know, we yeah. all kind of have our, you know, we say, "Oh, those people over there who do that, yeah. man, they're real. Yeah. They really have problems." But you know, we have our own stuff that uh, yeah. our little kind of pet sins that we kind of like are like, "Hey, you know, oh this yeah, isn't, absolutely, this isn't so bad." But it's it's holding us back, like it held Samson back. Yeah, and I mean, and and the end of redemption, right? That even going through mistakes and having all that, like, you know, God didn't ultimately leave Samson, you know, mm -hmm. and yeah. still used him, you know, flaws and all. And hopefully, it's like, okay, well, uh, yeah. if you've yeah. ever if you've ever sat there and said, you know, God is probably tired of me, yeah, you know, I probably screwed up, you know, that one last time where God's like, I'm done with him, I'm done with her. You know, they're a screw up, but you see through Samson's life, it's like at the very end, he's like, he's like, God, give me the strength one more time to for me to fulfill my purpose. Yeah. yeah. And God's like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. yeah, it's an amazing story. And it's, the comic is well worth checking out. And actually, that's a good little segue for it because we are actually about to do um, a couple of giveaways here. And one of those is for a chance to win Samson the Nazarite trilogy. The one, two, and three. Yeah, one, so you've got a chance three. to win the whole collection of the Samson the Nazarite, which um, I'll this sign is them it. too. 
And you're going to sign it. There you go. Oh, going to get them signed as well. There you go. Nice. Dang. Why can I never enter these competitions? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you mean you mean we're not entered? Oh, good. Uh, grief. I wish. You I can still. Last time. You can buy them for like three more days. Like, <laughs> we we had a lot of people who were waiting for the third one. So, um, so we were like, okay, I know we're not coming out to next year, but we'll give you a week. All right, so Maybe if you don't you if you don't win this, then you've got three days to actually pick it up by purchasing right. it before you then have to wait till next year. Yeah, so <laughs> this is your chance <laughs> now to get it. Exactly. Yeah. So that's on uh, samsonthenazarite.com. We have a shortened one too, where it's just Samson, the letter T, the letter N for Nazarite. So samsontn.com. Um, and you can pick it up there. That's the only place right now. The other two are on Amazon. You can get one and two, but for three. Yeah. So we're going to do a giveaway for that. And then we also have another giveaway for Apostle Paul and Peter set. Yeah. And do you want to tell us a bit about that as well, Lewis? Just for. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's my friend Mario, who has a publishing company called Bear Truth Media. Um, and they have done a Peter and a Paul graphic novel. And similarly to Dominion, uh, he uh, made it like with these cartoon alien characters instead, um, which, actually, which actually works. Um, so they're big, thick books, um, one and two. So we've got a couple, you know, one for this giveaway and one for the royal one. Nice. So, yeah, this is your opportunity to get in for it now, or you could possibly win it as part of the royal giveaway at the end. So... If you're not signed up for our giveaways, this is your last chance to get in. I'm going to pull up the wheel and we are going to do the first drawing is going to be for Samson the Nazarite. Let's go for it. And the winner of the Samson the Nazarite trilogy is Adam McCurdy. Hey. Congratulations, Adam. Well done. You've won the signed Samson the Nazarite trilogy. And for the other set for our Apostle Paul and Peter set. Come on. There we go. Aaron Grubin, you have nice. won the Apostle Paul and Peter set. Congratulations on that. Well done. So thank yeah. you so much for people entering for that. I am not jealous in the least. No, not at all. Not, not even a little bit. Not even a not even a minute little bit. But thank I'm you so jealous. much. Uh, thank you so much, Lewis. Thank you for coming on and talking to us about oh, that. Thank you. Um, yeah, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Lewis is going to be hanging around with us. So if you've got mm -hmm. any questions for him regarding uh, Christian Comic Art Society, regarding Samson the Nazarite, regarding the upcoming Joseph Project, the Gideon um, miniseries he did, get it in for our Q&A at the end here. We'll be going back for a little while. But thank you so much, Lewis. All right. So... On to our next guest, Nitro. You want to take over for them? Yeah, let me uh, do the intro video, I think. Do we have an intro video? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, video. We've got the... Yeah. Wow. To our friends at Brainy Pixel Productions. Just a few things going on there. Yeah. Just a bit. Just, just a few things in the works at the Brainy Pixel. That's just, that's just the ones we can talk about. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's some basic people here. You guys want to talk about a little bit about what you guys going on got going on currently, Brandon? Yeah, yeah, sure. Cool. Um, and and Cross, I think we need to have a separate Q and A just for the panelists because I have tons of questions for everybody. <laughs> I know it's like 
I know, we're all gonna like go go off stream and just hang out afterwards and just ask <laughs> questions to each other. And... <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm Brandon from Brainy Pixel, and this is Michael, <laughs> and uh, we're a Christian Animation and Production Studio. Uh, and so we've got a ton of stuff in the works. Uh, we love doing comics. We love doing books. We love doing uh, animations as well. Um, currently, um, um, as Cross, I believe, uh, said earlier, kind of our flagship product that's out there right now, getting a lot of media attention, is Cubekins, which is a 22-minute mm -hmm. pilot for uh, an animated show. That's the way we pitch it. It's uh, it's um, it's basically VeggieTales set in Mayberry, and um, <laughs> <laughs> it's for younger kids. But it's all about Christian uh, application, life application. So we have these silly little characters and they're trying to live the lives of Christians, just like all of us here on this panel are, you know, we're just normal people and we're trying to live our lives the way God's word instructs us to do so, but we encounter problems. And instead of looking to, you know, the world for our solutions, we look to this thing called the Bible. And so mm -hmm. in prayer and Christ. And so that's what our show is about. Uh, it's on a bunch of different streaming platforms. I think we just signed our 16th streaming platform. Is that right? I think um, wow. Yeah. Dang. So uh, 16th streaming platform. It's also on Amazon Prime. It's on uh, Vimeo. You can go check it out there. Um, it's on ChristianCinema.com. So any of those major platforms, we're on those. So I want to give a shout out about, um, about the international um, reach uh, for Cubekins and some very interesting statistics that we're watching our YouTube um, watch times in different parts of the world. And uh, we're watching just how it's being picked up and responded to. And, and uh, we really are finding that the, the developed nations, Australia, United Kingdom, even the United States, the watch times are not always that great, hmm. but you get into uh, lots of uh, parts of Indonesia and Africa and Brazil and Mexico. And uh, we're getting, you know, 60 70 80 percent watch times on some of our animated shorts and uh, uh youtube's not great for the full length show yet um that's mm -hmm. really a 20 something minute show is a lot a big commitment on youtube but the three minute song videos and things like that so yeah we're just learning that that um the uh the developed countries um are not as receptive but uh the Bible has always reached the the poor, the needy, both in, in physically and in spirit. Mm -hmm. And uh, we in the Western world have our time and our hearts and minds so filled with the world that um, you know many people just simply we don't know if they're looking, you know, if they're if they're receptive to it. So um, so we hope to make an impact for kids and families in in the developed world. But we're seeing that the that the rest of the world is grabbing onto it a lot more quickly. Mm -hmm, and yeah. uh, we're excited that Sat7 in the Middle East has decided to translate us into three Middle Eastern languages. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that's an exciting move for Cubans. Yeah, that, that is really exciting because they're translating us into Arabic and going to be broadcasting into Saudi Arabia, which is wow. Uh, wow. Christian into Farsi and broadcasting into Iran, which is another restricted country, and into Turkish and broadcasting directly into Turkey. And so we're really excited about That's that. That's so cool. Potentially, we're going to have gospel programming, you know, Christ-centered programming in the native language performed in a really spectacular way, going right into the houses of those children who 
would be arrested and maybe killed if they had a Bible. So it's that's, that's so great. awesome. Yeah, they can't send overt like biblical content, but if I mean they can't send like the Bible into yeah. this but if it's a, if it's a show that happens to talk about Christ or God or the Bible, that that seems to make it through the uh, the filters. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. just this past week, we were super pleased to announce our first DVD uh, just came out where we are actually now finally, after a year and a half, able to talk about the fact that we're partnering with Mark Lowry. Uh, who's a pretty famous guy in the Christian gospel space. Uh, the guy mm -hmm. who wrote Mary, Did You Know? Um, oh, wow. He's a Christian uh, gospel singer and comedian. And he is now going to be Grandpa Mark in the next episode of Cubekins. That's awesome. So really, <laughs> really cool. That. And we were able to do a special Mary, Did You Know? 30th anniversary animated version featuring Grandpa Mark on that DVD. And so that that's so cool. Out. Yeah, and I think that's all being uh, the special bundle um, is being announced, which has the, the DVD, the music CD, and uh, the coloring book um, for sale on marklowry.com Monday. That's I right. think that's when the big announcement is uh, for that. Nice. Episode, so. so you heard it here first, folks. Right here. <laughs> Eat. Permanent Media. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, so we've had a lid on that for about a year or more. Uh, with Mr. Mark Lowry, and uh, and we um, we just uh, excited to reach out to to his fans, and uh, he's an amazing man of God who really has a heart for for spreading the gospel. So I got a question for you guys. So obviously, Brainy Pixel has a ton of stuff going on right now, a ton of stuff in the hopper. So mm -hmm. my question is, where did the where did the idea of Cupins come from, and why do you think that has gotten the kind of success that it has? Um, okay, so the idea the idea came from a process of, of, of being a 3D animator of kind of reducing things, not unlike Phil Vischer did with VeggieTales. It's like I'm going to make simple vegetables and I'm not going to give them arms and, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm going to try to reduce. Um, my, in his case, it was even to make it possible with the technology at the time. But for us, it was to control cost and... Um, and then the, the other side was in partnering with Brandon on writing the story. He's not he's not really a writer of preschool content or children's content. So um, for him to take his storytelling chops and then make it um, age appropriate, it, it turns out to be, I think, a, a more complex story than, you know, more meaningful, even though it's very much age appropriate. Mm -hmm. it, it's not it's not idiotic just little dribble you know it, it's <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's more than it's more than backpack backpack i'm gonna look at my backpack let's go on the <laughs> map and go three steps you know it, it's i mean there's a real story about um kids who are like normal kids and and sometimes they're doing things that aren't really appropriate uh and, and you know they're not exactly good behavior but then they they suffer the consequences of it and they learn how to correct that through God's word and going and, and you know, modeling, modeling, correct behavioral um, behavior, but through that journey of, of sin and then correction. Yeah. I think it, I think it goes back to the conversation we were having earlier, you know, where I was underscoring Mark's point in that we really don't, we don't want to dumb down these stories, right? We, we really want, because our audience is smart. Mm -hmm. uh, and so everyone who watches this kind of content, they come 
to the table with a certain set of uh, expectations. And when you can subvert those expectations and deliver something that is different than what they thought it was going to be, mm-hmm. it's either going to be one of two things. It's either going to be a positive or a negative reaction. Maybe yeah. they wanted the simpler and so they don't mm-hmm. like it, or they were like pleasantly surprised. Like, Hey, this is way more, you know, engaging than just backpack, backpack or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, so I think, I think that really is part of the success. I think another part of the success is the colorful character design. These characters mm-hmm. are simple enough for kids to relate to. They're basically just big faces really. Yeah. You know? And so it's all about the, the emote, the emoting uh, quality of those characters. And we have amazing music. I think that's the other really kind of third leg of this stool is our composer is just phenomenal. And, uh, mm-hmm. and these songs are just excellent. So we're really, really excited. We've got a lot of talent on the crew. So That's awesome. And if yeah, you want to throw up cool. the little thing, I can't remember everything. I'll have to look at the little thing, uh, Nitro, yeah. to see everything else that we're working on. I'll just yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So, yeah, so we've got Pubekins, obviously top kind of, uh, top, <coughs> not like top left, but anyway, not, next to that is Night's Hunt, which is something that still got the clamps on, but we're able to at least show the logo right now. You'll nice. be hearing a lot more about that in early 2022. Um, if you follow us on social media, I've been leaking a few spoilers here and there. So definitely follow us. We're at Brainy Pixel or at Brainy Pixel Productions if you want to get some scoops on what's going on there. That one's going to be a lot of fun and it's going to and, um, and be presented in such a way that our audience can engage directly with us. So we're really excited awesome. about that. Uh, Fourth World 4 is a little bit older than Cubekins. It's a sci-fi action adventure and um, we just had a successful kickstarter uh, funding some uh, uh, intro for that particular uh, show um, we actually were 300 uh, percent funded praise god on that kickstarter awesome. wow so very excited about that we're um, uh, hard at work producing those 3d models for those characters currently again if you follow us on social media you're seeing that stuff come out um, and we're also, you can go to our uh, Kickstarter page. We're posting the backing, the backing updates there. Uh, Tenants Tales is uh, near and dear to my heart. Um, it's a, it's basically a story about a fallen angel who's decided he doesn't like the rap that he's been given and he wants to help <laughs> humankind instead of, uh, instead of hurting them. And so uh, he's on a mission to basically thwart the devil, but he's also hunted by heaven. So it's kind of in the middle there. Uh, How to Draw and Paint, bottom right-hand corner is really what started all this. It was a YouTube channel that we've got. Uh, it was fairly successful. It's still out there today. And we teach uh, little kids how to draw and how to paint. And so it's pretty pretty exciting for those young kids. And it goes back to some of the earlier comments that we've been talking about here about engaging that next you know generation and teaching them how to utilize their gifts for God's kingdom. I do want to point out that that YouTube channel also has over 50 million views. So that's, that's nothing to shake a stick at. Wow, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah like, it's, been, it's been out there for a while and it does really yeah. well. So if that's only awesome. YouTube would bring back the days where we actually made great money. Well, what, yeah, <laughs> what happened is YouTube, um, after the lawsuit for, um, you know, too many people messing around, you know, bad people, people, people take a good thing and then they do bad things, you know, whether it's putting bombs in their shoes or, mm-hmm. or it's taking what they're calling children's content and then doing nasty, naughty things with children's content. And yeah. then they mess it up for the rest of us who are trying to do something good. And, uh, and that turned into a uh, lawsuit about children's content, and therefore now all children's content 
dropped out of um, certain mm. advertising, uh, you know, no end cards, no comments, no advertising targeting. And so the advertising base for kids content is really struggling right now um, because the producers don't know how to help the advertisers reach their audiences. So, mm. Um, mm. so whoever you were that messed that up, you'll get yours. <laughs> <laughs> Be sure your friends will find you out. Man, well, and, and, it, and it's a clear it's, call for us to continue innovating, you know, as Christian creators, yeah. we got to continue to, to figure out new ways to reach those kids. Yeah. I'm going to throw that back up, Nitro. I don't know where I left off. Yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'll, I'll pull it back up. So, yeah, no problem. So, Blissview is a companion product that we're actually partnering with an author who's got a little series of kids' books and he wants some animations. And so, we're working on those. You can find out more about that on our website. We're hoping that's going to come out early 2022, at least, mm -hmm. the, at yeah. least the first mm -hmm. one. Uh, Pick Train is an early childhood education 3D program, teaches kids basic stuff like your colors, your numbers, how to add, how to subtract, things like that. Um, and that one really is a um, it's it's a it's a door opener for us. It's a really short show, uh, but we got about an hour worth of content on that, and it really opens lots of doors for us and allows us to really begin penetrating markets that might not be open to overtly Christian content. Mm -hmm. It creates a nice bridge for us. Um, the opposite of that is Bible Out Loud. To the left of that, which is brand new that we just launched the first uh, video on a couple, couple, three days ago, and this is literally the words of Scripture spoken by biblical characters in some really high-end 3D animation. Our goal oh, with this awesome. product is to potentially use it as a study tool, as a discipleship and evangelism tool. Mm -hmm. uh, we're already working on getting it translated into multiple languages as well. Um, and I'm, we're really I'm gonna excited. say it's like an audio, it's like an audio Bible book with video. Yeah. Mm. That's <laughs> it's awesome. like you have Paul, I mean, there's a cartoon Paul speaking what he spoke, but, but it's actually right scripture. And we're going to have Jesus speaking the words of Jesus and, yeah. and, uh, and, and it's not really a Bible adventure. It's simpler than that. But mm -hmm. if you just really want the scripture, yeah. uh, but you want it in a new, um, slightly different way that's yeah. entertaining. And lots more coming on that in 2022 as well. I think above that was Heaven's Hammers. Is that right, Nitro? Yeah. Yeah. So Heaven's Hammers is we're partnering with this wonderful man who's above me in the <laughs> in the cute world here, uh, Mr. Ivan Anaya and Mercy Ways. Very excited about that. It's a companion piece, actually, to Tenet's Tales. It's the same universe, um, but different characters. Uh, so a little less dark than Tenet's Tales, a little more kind of four-color action-adventure um, and so very excited about that comic. We've got one out currently and more on the way. And then Divine Nine is kind of like an Avatar of the Last Airbender, um, but Christian. Mm. So um, that's a show that we're working on. We, we envision that show as 2D um, um, and 2D is super expensive these days. And so we're looking for the right budget and the right partner, production partner to make that show happen. But again, there's a ton of information on just about all of this, except for maybe Night's Hunt uh, on our website currently. So that's at brainypixel.com. Or again, you can follow us at any of our social medias at brainypixel or at brainypixel productions. Awesome. I'm tired now. <laughs> I'm ready for more. I'm going to say, is that it? Is that, is that what you've got going on? Just, if, you know, just a couple of things. I can't even tell you about the other stuff that's behind the curtain. So, well, yeah, I just, I just want to say, like, you know, the. The, the fact that, you know, with Cubicans and so many of the other things Brainy Pixel is doing, you know, like when you describe um, Cubicans, 
as uh, Veggie Tales and May, you know, Mayberry. It's like if you watch Mayberry now, you realize it's sort of stunning how they're they're communicating values, you know, yeah. to to yeah. to families, you know, yeah. about things that are fun, foundational, like telling the truth and uh, helping people that are in need. You know, these are things that we can all agree on, and you know, mm -hmm. things that need to be taught to children. There's a lot of things that are being taught to children now um, that are just like <laughs> not foundational. Yeah. Right. And, and you'd be surprised, Mark, it, as, as soon as you start talking about that, how many doors start shutting in this world today? You know, we, we were, we're very successful on a certain platform with some of our content, but we've been told in no uncertain terms that if, if there is anything Christian at all, anything faith oriented at all, they're not interested. So yeah. that's, you know. that's like our pick train show. It's really just um, learning. It's just a learning show, a kid's learning show. It's not uh, faith, uh, except, uh, you know, we've got, we're doing the subliminal. It's like the theme song actually is the theme is, has the same music as Jesus loves me. Right. <laughs> right. So we're, we're slipping in the Christian subliminal messaging there. And, and again, it, it goes back to everything is an offering. I mean, everywhere we can, we can have a message We're we're trying to put it in there. So absolutely. Yeah, you know, we, uh, you know, sometimes we, we get a no and it's a specific no. It's because no, because you guys are talking about the, you know, the Bible and Christian stuff. Uh, when we get that kind of no, we're like, yay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that means that we're on the right track, that we're, that we're not being afraid to, to be authentic, right? Mm -hmm. Like Jesus walked around and he said stuff that people were like, I don't like that. I don't like yeah. what he said, but. That didn't make him yeah. say, well, I, you know, I won't say it anymore. I got to say what's popular uh, or yeah. what, you know, my culture tells me is acceptable. Well, you know, Jesus is walking around in the Roman culture where it's mm -hmm. like, hey, you should be worshiping Caesar, pal. And right. so, you know, it's, it's, yeah. we count thanks it all joy when we get Thanks that for the bread and the fish, Jesus, but this teaching's too hard. We're out, mm. you know, peace. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And Jesus asked them, are you guys going to leave too? You know? And he's like, yeah. they're like, Jesus, where are we going to go, man? You alone have the words of eternal life. Amen. So, you know, so like if we get yeah. a no because we're being a jerk or because we're like <laughs> pretending that we're better than anybody else, which we are not. Yeah. Um, we, we should get a no for being a jerk. But, you know, we get a no because we're being faithful to the gospel and, and, to, and to, you know, our, being all authentic, who we are, children of God. Then, mm -hmm. hey, all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, I was going to say that really to look at our, our portfolio of things we're working on, it, it really is too much at once. But our, our first, yeah, <laughs> you know, spend 27 plays. I haven't even heard this thing. This I've reached my oh. limit. And I did that once so far this last year. But our, our first year, year and a half here, um, we, we knew we uh, God wanted us to make God honoring content. And we had a similar decision process that said, we're just tired of doing stuff that's, I mean, it wasn't bad, but it just wasn't really focused on honoring God. Mm -hmm. So we switched to that and we decided um, to kind of take the play from what you hear that Pixar did early on. And that is, um, you know, they sat down with a napkin and I started saying, well, what are four or five ideas that we really like? And, and we, we decided to spread them across different age brackets not exactly knowing what would be blessed, what would happen, but we didn't sit down and say, oh, we're going to make this and that's going to be our thing. And we're going to put all yeah. our eggs in the basket. 
um, we we um, thought we will go ahead and develop multiple pitches so that if someone said, well, gee, you know, that's great, but I'm not looking for preschool or I'm not looking for seven year old to 14 year old to have some options. And mm -hmm. so, um, you know, we planted uh, if, if you're going to use a farming analogy, we, we planted corn and tomatoes and peppers and something else <laughs> we're going to see which crops survive and uh, some of them you know some of them will have to be set aside for a time until god's timing is such that it's right to be developed some of them may just die but they all they all seem to be beginning to find their audiences as we um, as we continue to promote them and and it always seems to take longer than what you wish it would, but God's timing yeah. is God's timing. So yeah, it always takes longer and costs more <laughs> than you think it will. Always. But, you know, what if you guys, you know, what if you guys, you know, because you don't have enough on your plate, what if you did like a word you should stay instead of cussing Cubicans episode? <laughs> that would be pretty sweet. I, I think we could definitely uh, we could definitely uh, work on that. I'm not sure how you present the word you shouldn't say, but <laughs> I mean a, a sword of Eden episode, right? You know, you could yeah, that'd be awesome. 3D model the little flaming sword, right? Exciting to meet all of you. I really see uh, lots of opportunities um, to uh, to discover uh, possible collabs and also. Um, um, we make ourselves open. If there's something that we've learned that we can share, um, reach out and we'll try to tell you what we know. Amen. Yeah. Well, you know, That's I'm so awesome. glad you guys yeah. are doing animation because we found, you know, with doing comics, there's a certain audience who will watch comics, right? Or will read a comic. But there's a, a huger, huger audience that if animation is playing like at a convention or something, uh, some of us have been at, sitting at conventions for, you know, half of our life, it seems like. Um, yeah. But we notice that when you're playing an animation that's engaging, people just, you know, they're walking by your booth and they just stop. Yep. yep. So, you know, when you deliver the content in that dynamic way with your great composer and everything, it, it, it takes it definitely to another level. And there's and there's even a huger, huger audience than that that plays video games. So mm -hmm. that's, yeah. <laughs> yes. that's, a nut, that's a nut we're still trying to crack. We're trying to figure that one out. So. Yeah. Yeah. Video games used to be, you know, Pong, where you got the thing on this side, mm -hmm. right? Pong, Pong, <laughs> Pong. And now, like, video games are like a movie that you're cinematic interacting yeah. with all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I watched your, uh, Nitro and Cross. Show your age, Mark. Say, I was going to say, go say Mark's aging himself a little bit with that one. <laughs> yeah, I had an Atari 2600. You know, I was, I was, you know, but I got it because I had a friend who got it first. And when I went to his house and played his Atari 2600, I was like, Mom, he's my closest friend. <laughs> you got to frame it. You got to frame it right. Like, yeah. I need to spend more time with my close friend. Ricky yeah. Morgan. It's all about the relationships, man. That's us. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we've definitely <laughs> seen in the industry, you know, the way that the relationship between um, comic books, comic art, sequential art, and then a film or animation, that um, those things are very closely related. Um, a, a comic book artist creating his panels is, is directing uh, much like a storyboard artist would. And, mm -hmm. and so um, it really becomes a rich, a rich area of, of uh, information for um, someone considering taking that to animation. So um, each comic book that comes along, we look at it and try to evaluate it from a cost standpoint too. Is this, does this have good potential as an animation? Is it producible? 
Um, and typically if it has like 11,000 characters and, you know, it's really complicated, we say, well, that's going to be too expensive to create. But uh, um, we're definitely hoping to grow more into bringing some sequential art to, uh, to animation. That's, That's awesome. great. Well, you know, the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse kind of proved wow. that you could do uh, animation in a comic book style. Yeah, um, incredible. Great music and great character development. And people, I mean, go go nuts over that. So. Yeah. yeah. Arguably the best Spider-Man film dollars, out. Yeah. I'm with yeah, you, Nitro. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as amazing as hearing from you guys, unfortunately, I do need to keep the ball rolling on this stuff. Um, if anyone has got questions for the guys over at Brainy Pixel 100%, look at getting them in the chat for our Q&A. And we'll definitely direct that towards them. But these gentlemen have been absolutely amazing for yes. the giveaway they have given us today as well. Uh, which this one, there's two that they gave. One is part of the Royal giveaway, which is a physical version of some of these. But right now we have a giveaway called the Brainy Pixel Digital Prize is what it was labeled. Um, and it has a few things in it. Um, <laughs> just uh, Fourth World 4 desktop background, the Divine 9 desktop background, Cubekins Together Time Reader, Kip Finds God and a PDF, uh, Cubekins Coloring Book of Kip Finds God, PDF, Chronicles of Faith desktop, Chronicles of Faith David, which we're going to talk a little bit about when we start talking with Ivan as well in a moment, um, issue zero of that as a PDF, uh, Brazen. There's a PDF, Silent Night, Lady White PDF, Tenant's Tale ebook collection of four books and PDFs, Tenant's Tale Troublemaker comic PDF, Heaven's Hammers, The Conflict PDF, The Prelude to Okolona PDF, and Something Under the Sea of Drooling PDF. <laughs> the giveaway is a little light, guys. I'm just saying. So the give <laughs> the, give thing. the wow. giveaway is just, it's just like, if you see the, the, the image, it's just everything is this, Go ahead. This is the giveaway. Everything that we're working on, yeah, giveaway. Yeah, giveaway. It's amazing. It's yeah. Amazing. So we have this is all the digital versions, and as I said, we also have the physical ones that are going to be part of the royal giveaway. So if you want to get in for the giveaway at the moment, you may get a chance to win the digital one. You may get a chance to win the physical version as part of the big giveaway at the end. So last chance to get names in for that. Um, and yeah, that, yeah, that's let's, a good. Go ahead and pull the wheel up and let's see who wins the Brainy Pixel digital pack. I hope it's Yvonne. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm you. not there. That's that's the worst part that I'm not there. Uh, Gideon Hancock, congratulations. Ooh. You have won the Brainy cool Pixel digital cool pack. Yeah. I'm going to say very fast. Hey, hold on a second. Is, is that Daniel Hancock's child? It better not be. <laughs> I call shenanigans. I don't even think it's Daniel's child. It's probably just him. He just gave himself a different first name. <laughs> Daniel, you got to change your last name if you're going to enter, dog. man. <laughs> contest, right? <laughs> but congratulations for that. And we are still going to kind of be talking with Brainy Pixel in a moment, but I'm actually yeah. going to move some pictures here and bring down yeah. Ivan into the conversation because we are going to talk a little bit regarding Mercyway wow. Studios and... You guys have got a couple of things going on. We already kind of mentioned Heaven's Hammers, but there's a couple of things going on that Brainy Pixel and Mercyways are doing together. Oh yeah, this is this is a uh, this guy over here. This is an amazing partner. So yeah, we are Mercyways. We are actually at comic book studios. We do mostly comic Christian comics, 
uh, we are completely done, but we are in the Latin America side. We, I'm in, in El Salvador, and there's not much comic culture here, but a lot of people read comics, and, and so we want to try and, and, and do Christian comics. It's, it's, it's a long story, but we actually dedicated full time for, for that. And I'm wow. actually, I remember Cross saying that as a kid, he just he didn't like the the, the Christian stuff. Mm-hmm. And I grew up in the same in, in the same scenario. I just I never really liked the art yeah. of the Christian stuff. And yeah. I don't want to sound that it is bad. Yeah, it yeah. just I yeah. felt that didn't caught my eye. Mm-hmm. So one of yeah, the things the merge ways actually want to do is just uh, we want to to actually produce something that caught your eyes and keep the message. We want to be faithful to the message. So this is a team. It's not just me. We mm-hmm. are a team. We had a uh, someone who actually make letterings, who actually make color, who actually, someone who actually make these things happen. Like, I don't know, like having the the, the projects in the scope mm-hmm. is just project managing how everything's going to be. And actually, we we are like a product of everything that been working here because Luis is uh, in the Christian Christian Comic Art Society, mm-hmm. and that is when I met Brandon in that oh. forums and Facebook. And right. thanks to that, everything is just started working in there, and we show awesome. the stuff that we made, and a partnership is grow up from there. So that is actually amazing. I, I just hearing that, yeah, that that can happen. Yeah, there you go, Christian comic, our society, <laughs> proving just how successful yeah. connections being made can be. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that, that is really amazing. The, the, in, in the Facebook group, this is where I met Brandon. And it, you, meeting Brandon is just like meet someone who actually think like me, leave a lot of stuff <laughs> like me, and we actually work amazingly good together. And mm. in the middle of that, we are creating something like, it is called Chronicles of Faith. And Chronicles of Faith is a comic that actually, one of the goals that we want to do is just create, yeah, you can see the cover source issue zero, one, and two. And one of the things that we want to create is just what the Book of Chronicles is all about. Because mm-hmm. the Book of Chronicles is to remember a new generation what God has done. And because this has happened after exile, this has happened like uh, in, in a different era that people have been living in, in in, in another country, living with another goddess and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, the Book of Chronicles is right to remember who they are. It's just like the Lion King, but, but it's just <laughs> the Book of Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then we start to remember saying, we live in that, in that moment. We, we actually mm-hmm. live in Babylon. We have to remember what is God and what God has done for us. Yeah, so that yeah. is the concept of Chronicles of Faith and also we want to create something that inspire people to have faith in, to inspire people. Can I trust God? Yeah. I mean, that yeah. is that is the, the, the question. Can I trust God? And the book is just trying to teach people that you can. It doesn't mean you you don't have troubles. It doesn't mean that you don't have uh, difficult mm-hmm. or, or or battles. It means that in middle in the middle of that battle, you can trust God. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. is the concept that we are achieving or trying to, to reach for this comic. And we have to find the right character for that. And mm-hmm. David was the, the, the choice for that. Uh, I was hearing Louis, Louis said, this is just like Game of Thrones. I was, yeah, 
This is just like a <laughs> story. It's yeah. just a battle for the kingdom and everything yeah. happened underlying. But it's amazing. Actually, yeah, it's amazing. We we we've been we spent like one year just researching, mm-hmm. trying to to search, you know what, what is this story all about? Because mm-hmm. we just go to the Talmud, we go to the Josephus, we go to all that stuff just to reach and trying to understand what is what is the the, the story about. And yeah. we find so many interesting stuff that actually build mm-hmm. this story. Mm-hmm. And one of the stories that I always come up is just how David is just, the, the, the charity is presented in the Talmud. He actually said that he, he actually hates all the Kingsley stuff. He's mm-hmm. just a people person. Mm-hmm. He's just like every time he has the, the the chance to teach the Torah, he just sit on the floor with everyone. And actually, that remember reminds a lot of Jesus. He's just, you know what? Come here. I'm gonna be closer to you. So yeah. David was just an amazing character, and we want to build that. But also in the team, there is a lot of people who actually you just as nerd I, I, as I am, and we start to reach, you know what? What character in popular culture reminds you of David? And we start to reach, someone said Martin McFly, someone say uh, <laughs> a lot of stuff that we, the Prince from Shrek, uh, Link from Lane Zelda, that was my pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you know what? This character used to drink from David, so why don't we do the backwards? We're gonna mm-hmm. drink from them to create David. Yeah. So this is how we build the story, and then uh, we have the the actual pleasure to work with Brand, to Brainy Pixels, Brandon, with Michael, and actually help us to to go forward and, and keep up with the story. Mm-hmm. So uh, issue zero was for us uh, the 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 establishing tone because. Mm. You you heard of David and Goliath. Mm-hmm. Everyone does. If you if you've heard like, oh, this is a small a small team and the big team, this David versus Goliath. But what what happened before and after that? And that is the 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 actually uh start from the story. Mm-hmm. When you actually just seeing the story of David, seeing uh that David is about to fight Goliath, and then you hear about to say, stop. And this John Solomon is just saying to fire, Dad, I already know the story. Mm-hmm. Everyone's still about the story. You know what? What happened after? What happened before? And the other side of the story is something that we actually keep in that is something that is said in the Teronomy. It just, you're going to tell this story to your kids. You're going to remind every generation what God has done. Mm-hmm. And we want, we want that father can be able to to tell that story to your kids it's just like uh, a daily reading with your kids he's just sharing that story with the new generation so one of the things that we want to actually express in this is just this story is for everyone and like brandon said before we're not gonna shy the the dark part of, of david we're gonna show mm-hmm. that he was a man but we want to tell the entire story yeah Actually, it's from shepherd to king, but then mm. you're going to know all the step of the story. And one of the things that we want to create is just something that I, is being like, if you have this comic next to K 
to a Spider-Man comic, you're not gonna say like this is not as good as art as no. this one. Yeah. And mm-hmm. maybe you're going to choose Spider-Man, but you're gonna say, hey, maybe I can read this. So this is the second comic that we made. Before that, we make Fear Not. Uh, well, actually, we have a lot of stories, but but the inter- Fear Not was also something that I I have already or, over here. You can have it. Right here. Fear Not. If you if you see what it said in the in the, it's just faith. Mm-hmm. It's just something that uh, what happened when you grab uh, the Pelagrim progress. Then you're mixing with manga and anime, and then you create this. Uh, yeah. It just, what happened if you already start to see something, some concept that the Bible actually tells? And this is a personal story because when I was a kid, I was just a, 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 actually a scary mouse, it's small, and everything is just scares me. And then what happened when Jesus inside entered to that story? And one of the things that we want to create is something like this. It's just what happened when you are surrounded with your fears? Mm. What happened when you're surrendered with panic, with, uh, with rage? Yeah. And what happened when actually Jesus came and actually said something that is my favorite verse in my entire life is, fear not, I am with you. Yeah. And how, if you believe that story, it's just how that is going to change you. Mm-hmm. If you actually... And this is just the first eight pages of the comic, and there's 12 issues of it. Wow. And this is wow. just how this is going to change you and mm-hmm. how this is going to influence other people because this is the story of Sama. Uh, and Sama is just a boy who actually is scared of everything, but Jesus starts to work with him. And then it's just like a video game. It's just, I'm going to give you this. And the first <clears> thing <throat> that he gave is a Bible. He starts to read in the Bible. And then he give you uh, the, the 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 shield of faith, then the armor, then the sword, and everything is just happening. But then Sama influenced himself. Jesus influenced Sama. Sama influenced his friends, and then his friends influenced the entire town. That mm. is the whole story of that. And we have issue twelve here. It's in Spanish because that is the only version. But you can see this is issue twelve. I don't know if you can see it. That's awesome. Over here, issue twelve. I, I want to show you one page. There's one of my favorite. And it says no, no temas. Is, no temas, temas yeah. Fear, fear not. Ah. And this cool. is this is the first image that I actually picture in my head of this comic. What mm. happened when you actually believe in the name of Jesus? So mm. everything is just changing. Uh, mm-hmm. This is something that we work with Bible Society here in El Salvador. So they have to actually. Uh, have the months, uh, the rights for that. But this is some story that maybe we can actually reach and, and grab. You can have uh, English version in the Canadians Bible Society. You can mm-hmm. have it. Uh, it's in French and it's in, in English. But this actually wow. helped us to create or actually train us as a team to create Chronicles of Faith. Because Chronicles of Faith is just what we've done here, mm-hmm. but actually bigger, better, and louder in, in yeah. everything, in every way. These are 18 pages, and each Chronicles of Faith right now, issue one, that we hope to can speak with you next year. It's amazing. I love that comic. We actually uh, create, I, I'm seeing that the clash of the goddess 
is yeah, the God of Israel versus the God of of, of the the Philistine. And in issue one is just amazing. Brano helped me write the story. He actually is in charge of the Philistine side. Uh, <laughs> and we actually go deep in that. <laughs> How's that work? Uh, uh, and you, if you're going to see some familiar faces there too, if you're fan of Brandon work. But actually, this is a lot of stuff that, that is working. Uh, we have a cyberpunk story too that is totally sci fi. Nice. Uh, it's going to be up someday. We have no idea when it's going to happen. <laughs> if you, you want to see some sample, you can go to mercyways.com and you can find for two kingdoms. That is the story. What happened if. Jesus is in a, in in the middle of a city that I actually have no idea that he is he is there. Nice. That sounds really cool, actually. That sounds <laughs> awesome. That's that's amazing. The stuff that's going on at Mercy Ways and it's phenomenal, phenomenal comic book studio with some amazing stuff going on. And to echo some of the comments that we're getting in chat as well, like the artwork for all the stuff you're showing yeah. all five, and it's just it's on point, like. I think you've I think you've hit your goal of like if you put that stuff on the shelf next to stuff like Spider Man or next to Batman or next to any of the artists that are out there on mainstream stuff, like it's on point. It's absolutely it's gonna grab attention just based on the art alone. Yeah, and I don't think that can be overstated. Like I feel like we as Christians, like the, the stuff that we're producing, the stuff that you guys are producing should be as good, if not better than what's already out there um because obviously like we're trying to get people trying to get a foot in the door in people's yeah. lives we're trying to introduce yeah a, maybe a new concept or maybe an old familiar concept to someone that they've rejected in the past we're trying to introduce that in a new way and yeah. that's the that's the door right that's the door to get to get to them is really Actually, good quality if we if we, I, I was thinking about like when we start the the video is just some of us, it's just people actually had a uh, on screen. I think Mark said this every time we have become a social, uh, a social generation, uh, visual generation. Mm -hmm. So the visual part it has to be important. Yes, yeah. because it's gonna catch your eyes, and you're competing with everything that is online. Uh, you're competing with a lot of people right now, and you you cannot forget that everyone is. Uh, it has a like a lot like visual uh, stimulation right now, mm -hmm. and you cannot forget that part. Yeah. And maybe it's gonna take some time. Brandon knows this. Maybe it's gonna take more time than we actually need to. But the the final product it has to be not perfect, but in, it just has to be eye cutting. And then you can go deep in the story. Then you can actually relate to the characters and actually make yourself one question. And in the end of each comic, I think we have also like a question for everyone who reads. Who reads? I don't want to to spoil the comic, but I have a printed version here of Chronicles nice. of Faith. Nice. It's in Spanish. The the only part is it's in Spanish. But one of the things that we want to create is something like this. It's just like yeah, like when David. Like when David actually is just, you can hear the Psalms and the, and the head of David. Mm, yeah. You can, you can see that David is praying here to the Lord mm. and you can actually see that. And one of the things you actually want to do is just have a moment of Sila mm. and you can reflect. And what is just 
you have read. So one of the things that we want to do that just, okay, we want to be honest with David as a character. He was a warrior. He was an artist. He writes songs and how become that to a visual. Yeah. Uh, And we have an amazing lettering artist that is Sophia that actually caught the item there and just said, let's put this. And we want to, I don't know, I I think we're trying to put and mix a lot of stuff like lettering that is something outside of comics, but maybe we can actually make the comic rich with that kind of stuff. It's just not comic book lettering, but just like lettering as an art form yeah. and then yeah. brings that to a comic. Yeah, and I, I'll just I'll just add really quick, Cross, that it has yeah, been such it. a blessing and a pleasure to work with the team at Mercy Ways and issue one is phenomenal. If you thought issue zero was awesome, you're going to be blown away by issue one. Yeah. Um, and, and keep your keep your eyes peeled on our social media, both ours yeah. and Mercy Ways uh, in January. I'm just going to say that. Just keep your eyes peeled. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Just that's your chance. Go and follow them on social media and you can get the announcement when it hits next month. There you go, guys. Yeah. And, and if you actually can't wait, if you buy your, co- your copy in Comixology, you can uh, actually send a picture to Brandon and you can have a preview of issue one, the first eight pages. So you can do that if you buy your copy in Comixology and you have to reach Brainy Pixels and you can have a, a copy for that. A, a preview of, issues, of issue one. Sounds good to me. You get a copy of issue zero and an opportunity to get a preview of issue one. That sounds okay, pretty yeah. good to me. And... <laughs> But yeah, there's a lot of amazing stuff going on at Mercy Ways. Um, I don't need to keep things moving, unfortunately. But thank you so much for just taking us through that. I mean, I think Mercy Ways kind of looks like Brainy Pixels. I think they're two amazing companies that are like, we're just starting to hear all those rumblings of all these different things. And when it's finally all this stuff starts coming out, like I I, I can only see it going from strength to strength in both ways. Um, We also do have amazing giveaway thanks to Ivan. We're going to be giving away a digital copy of Chronicles of Faith, David. Um, and the person who wins that is also going to get an original sketch of David that Ivan... Oh. Okay, I need to blow this up because he shared this on social media and this is yeah. so not fair that I can't yeah. end up with this. This is not even funny how unfair this is. <laughs> and Look then he at teased that. us. He teased us. He Look teased us on Twitter. I, I don't appreciate oh. that. No, I'd like... <laughs> But look at this, look at this. So someone is going to win a digital copy of Chronicles of Faith, David, and that original art piece from Ivan. I mean, it's... You know what, it's just, it's not fair how talented some people are. It's really not. It's just... Like, all these amazing... I'm sitting here with all these amazing artists, and I'm like, I can barely draw, like, a stick figure. And I'm like, all you phenomenal artists can pull off stuff like this. It's just not fair. Not even a little. But but and, Cross, none of us have an amazing accent. Exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly. I, I've, got, I've got I've got the accent. accent. <laughs> I've got the accent. That's that's the one thing I can hold above everyone else. My accent's better. One of one of the one of the things that I remember the last show is just hearing Sergio Carriello talking about I made one hundred page in one month. And I yeah. say I need to yeah. I need to do, I need to do something else in my life because I cannot reach that. Hundred pages. One hundred pages in one month. Yeah, but I he mean, said like, even for him, he was he was I'd, pushing it. Yeah. I don't think Sergio is human though. I think I don't I think don't the man functions on a level of a normal. He's definitely a cyborg. 
death yeah. on off stuff like that. That's not or, a normal thing. Or maybe an angel, one of the two. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's not a normal thing to function at that yeah. level. It's just all right, we are going to do the giveaway. So this is for an opportunity. Get in. If you're not entered for our giveaways, this is the chance to win uh, the digital copy of Chronicles of Faith David. And I will say that there is an original art piece from uh, Ivan that is going to be in the royal giveaway, but it is a different piece from this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you want a chance to win this David piece, this is the only David piece that's getting given away today. There's another original later on, but like this is it. So it's your last chance to enter. We're going to go for it. Let's spin that wheel. Do it. And our winner is James Debro. Congratulations, James. You have won a copy of Chronicles of Faith David, as well as that amazing original artwork. That is phenomenal. Be sure and... to sign it, Yvonne. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, get a signature on there. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, but thank you so much. Again, if you've got questions for Ivan, throw them in at the Q&A session that we're going to do. We are going to jump in with um, to have another look at Dominion as this is the official launch of it, just to wrap up. So this is your chance. If you've got any questions, start thinking them out, start getting them into chat. Nitro and I will start pulling them for people. But we're quickly going to have a look at Dominion and talk about that one last time. So I'm going to throw up a trailer and we are going to check out. Where did the trailer go? I have lost track of stuff already. This is going well. Yeah, I'll do it. You got it? Go for it. Thank you, bro. Prince Jonathan, do not do this. Commander, this mission could turn the tide of the war. Whatever you do, do not tell the king. This could be a one-way trip. I know what I signed up for. I'm with you, Jonathan. The Philistines have attacked Bethlehem. The Dominion border worlds are crumbling because of my father's decisions. I'll do whatever it takes to set things right. Looks like it's now or never, boss! The Almighty has protected us so far. Let's show him it was worth the trouble. There you go, Dominion follow the house of song. And just like that, Daniel was back with us as well. Yay. Seamless. That was my kid. That was my kid, by the way. I'm busted. But I, it was a deal. I'm only taking 50% of the stuff for myself, though. So I was going to say that. Was like, that was like, no, no, no. You still, you don't get to sign up, even if you get your kid to do it on your behalf, Daniel. That's no, he's you. he's jumping through the living room. He was sitting there with his fingers crossed for the Spider-Man picture. So, uh, oh. <laughs> But no, he's thrilled, man. He's he was he was psyched about winning. I told him he wasn't allowed to enter last time because it was like Dominion stuff and our trade and our our end of darkness CDs were in the in the show. So I let him do it this time. But I'm glad he didn't win the grand prize. I wasn't gonna let that help. I was gonna like re-roll that sucker. But no, congratulations to him on that win. That is absolutely awesome. But yeah, we wanted to just last chance to talk about dominion as it is being properly released now you can pick it up at the terminus media website terminusmedia.com slash dominion that trade is now available and yeah this is phenomenal like if we can hand over to like daniel take advantage of you being here as well i think yeah for sure i was just gonna say you know um another cool thing too is we've got the there's like a very short um 
a very uh, small amount of the actual individual chapters left, and I don't know that we'll be printing more of those. So if anybody wants to get a hold of those, they are available for just a short time. We've got literally just a couple of them left. So the last few can get snagged on the website as well, but we've got the trade, um, you know, and we've got uh, some big plans. We're pushing it out there. Big opportunities for Dominion and mo uh, moving forward, we've got some new projects like uh, Border Wars, which I think was mentioned officially at the oh, last awesome. one, which yeah. is very exciting, you know, and some of the characters on the screen here are going to be working with us on that. So that's pretty yeah. awesome, too, uh, to be able to expand that opportunity or that that uh, that project to more artists and more creators who are doing all the amazing stuff we're hearing about today, which, by the way, just the opportunities for collaborations, which I heard mentioned when I was not in the uh, show here, that is uh, that's exciting to think about, you know, just seeing what everybody is doing here. You guys all need to be friends like uh, <laughs> you know, and yeah. uh, like, you know, Al sort of even would make an awesome, you know, uh, cartoon, something like that. You know, I can see it, the, the style and everything kind of cartoon network almost looking, you know, uh, but but yeah, all of the things, though. And then uh, the the whole Bible study thing, I think, uh, Lewis, you were mentioning you asked Davina, so what's uh, what's the story with this Bible study, comic book Bible study thing, right? Samson the Nazarite, man, let's do it. You know, I think this this would be great to see, you know, more yeah. projects like that. And I think it, it is already happening. Obviously, we got Ivan and Brainy Pixel working together and everybody, you know. So that that's like, to me, this is the most exciting part of this stuff is to see awesome stuff being created and new connections. And uh, so we're definitely about that at Terminus and, uh, you know, with Dominion as well. I want to see, you know, it go go the distance and we've got lots of room for for growth and more stories there. And chapter four alone is exciting to me because as the writer guy in the background, I'm always like 15 books ahead, you know, figuring <laughs> out what we're doing. And uh, we just can't create the art fast enough for my brain. So I, I just can't wait for the next one to come out. <laughs> Brandon's nodding his head over there. <laughs> you know? But yeah, I, I can't wait for the next uh, the book to come out and for everybody to get a chance to read it. And just we're enjoying writing it as much as anybody's enjoying reading it. And uh, so, yeah, so definitely check it out. Uh, get a copy of that and, you know, celebrate with us. We've got the first trade out and we've got more on the way. So. Yeah, when Daniel joined the Dominion creative team, it was kind of like, you know, uh, like I feel about all the, you know, the project was elevated to a to a whole new level, and you know, every every single person on this call, it's it's kind of like a, a form Voltron moment where it's like, you know, uh, I just want to say I love and appreciate each one of you, and hopefully we can, you know, form Blazing Sword, um, and you know, go out into the world and you know share the gospel and make disciples and love people. So amen. 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 well, I just want to say thanks, Mark and Daniel and to the Terminus crew for having us on. I mean, we, we just be sitting over in our little silo doing our thing. Thanks for kind of bringing <laughs> us up to this level and putting out the word. So thank you guys for the opportunity. Yeah. Thank amen. you very much. And thank you to all of you, the creators that came on for this, because this yeah. is amazing. Like getting this, been this awesome. set of amazing creators on so many different platforms, so many different uh, wavelengths all working together like that and i think like daniel said there is an opportunity for collaboration there and connection and even if it's just those connections like you know look what can come of it just even something as simple as hey christian comic our society has got a you know place where we can all talk and connect and look that's where i even and brandon started talking and it's yeah. spawned like like what two or three comic series at this point and yeah, there's yeah. more to come it's like yeah <laughs> absolutely it's like there's so much that can come from it 
And just by the, uh, just in general too, just everybody, all of you guys hearing you talk about your projects and the quality and the art and the dedication to the message, um, you know, it raises the level for everybody. We all, we all are getting better. Everybody's got to keep getting better, you know, and that is kind of like that friendly competition stuff, but, you know, we can collaborate, but we can also like benefit from the friction of, you know, things, things are getting good. You yeah. know? So you gotta, you gotta kind of stay with it. Um, so yeah, that, that's awesome to see. I, I agree, Daniel. And I think it goes back to Michael's comment earlier. We need to be different than the world, right? We need to be open to helping one another and where yep. one of us is weak. Um, like the comment that Yvonne just dropped into the thing, you know, we're all a body. And so one of us might be really good at doing one thing and somebody else isn't. So we can help mm -hmm. one another. We need to be open to doing that and helping helping each other on a level where we're not maybe looking for money in exchange for that service, but so that a high tide can float all boats. Cause that's one thing we can do way better than the world, right? Yeah. The world will never work together like that, yeah. but we can, and we should, because we're all called according to his purpose. So we should absolutely. Amen. Do that. Yeah. Absolutely. And, I mean, Christian comic art society is pretty much that mission, right? Like, uh, when one of us succeeds, we all succeed and we are, you know, like we want to let everyone know, like, Hey, check out mercy ways, check out dominion, check out this, yeah. like, um, and everyone raising up is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, I want to learn more about the comic arts too. I, I've, you know, kind of been watching you guys and seeing stuff that's going on, but it would be great to, to connect, to see what else we can do, you know, what we can do to help that, that, uh, whole mission as well and yeah. also every one of you guys ought to hire davina immediately yes. to on your tiktok for real get to to six million <laughs> likes <man. laughs> right 100 percent. i totally agree with that one yes come run my talk tick channel talk tick <laughs> <laughs> but yeah this has been absolutely awesome to get all these people together and definitely make sure you go and pick up dominion um, I believe, do we have another Dominion trade to give away, or is it just the Royal giveaway next? I think, uh, I think it's just one. the Royal giveaway is all we it got hanging okay. on, right? Did we get everybody else that was off? I think so. Yeah, we got everyone Good else. Good stuff, um, right? So we have that to do, and we are pretty much over time at this point. <laughs> As always. Um, part so, of the course. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you know what? You guys at Terminus knew what you were doing when you hired us. I'm just saying. I you really did. I mean, that's what we for is like... <laughs> Um, but if any of you uh, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch have any questions for any of our guests, this is your chance. Throw them in chat. If you've thrown them in before and we've had to shoot past them, I apologize. But we're trying to keep on time today and it's not worked I, even when yeah. I try. Um, but if you've got questions for any of our amazing panel guests, this is your opportunity and also the chance to sign up for the final giveaway, the Royal Giveaway. This is your last chance to get your names down. If any of our guests have to take off and now that we're over time, by all means, I understand. Um, and thank you for coming in. But So there yeah. was a question earlier in, in the chat, Cross, from Alan Kent. I'll pop it up in chat. So Yeah, go for it. Um, has any research been done on effectiveness of like mild Christian message versus a full-on evangelical content? Does anybody know? So I, I can say from our perspective, yes, we have done some research in that. Well, the way we term it here at Branding Pixel is the way the Christian uh, film industry terms it, and that is either uh, faith narrow, which is evangelical, or faith broad, which is more mild. Okay. 
And generally, it really depends on your your ultimate market that you're shooting for and the platform that you're trying to deliver upon. Uh, as we said earlier, some platforms are really restrictive when it comes to evangelical content, but mm -hmm. they may be more open to something that's more faith broad or more. Modern. Okay. So you just really need to understand those two things as you're creating whatever it is, your show or your comic or your book or what have you, into what is your final delivery method. Uh, because if not, it may be a non-starter. You may make something and may never be able to get it to an audience unless it's through, you know, a direct consumer through my website kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I'd like to add to you that, that coming to faith um, for some people is a, is a jolt, like a lightning bolt. And for others, it's a journey. And um, we need we need content that basically has the absence of bad. You know, there, there are certain things Christians don't want in their content and non-Christians seeing that are going to notice the difference. For instance, you know, avoiding language um, that's going to speak to a non-Christian who realizes or maybe even is on that edge where they're saying, I, I really probably shouldn't be using that language all the way to the person who uh, God has. Uh, the Holy Spirit is prepared for the salvation message. And um, some people are ready for that. They're ready for that salvation message right now. But that, the Holy Spirit's got to work on them. So I, I think we need every part of that journey. And, and it, may be, it may be tied up in with your, with your content. Like we've mm -hmm. got the show that we're working on, Fourth World Four, that deals with aliens, right? And it's in a human universe. It's not like Dominion where there are no humans. They're all anthropological or anthropomorphic, excuse me, uh, creatures. <laughs> There are humans in fourth world four, but they're going to meet aliens. Mm -hmm. And so as soon as you start talking about aliens in a universe where, where humans exist, you run into some eschatological problems because Christ didn't come and die for aliens, right? He came and died for humans. And so you run into the problem. So we just decided in that show, we're not going to deal with that problem, answer that question. We're just going to be faith broad. Yeah. We're going to have a message that resonates with scripture that are based on scripture, but we decompose them to such a point where, you know, we're talking about being a good friend or we're talking about being faithful or we're talking about being truthful or things that pretty much most of the world maybe is still okay with. So, mm -hmm. I've got a question. Can I ask a question, guys? Yeah. Go ahead. So I was going to say with, with all of you guys, Al, you especially, I wanted to ask you, you know, working in the industry like you have and just in all those different aspects uh, for, for new people who are entering the the industry who are looking to become creators themselves what kind of advice do we have and this kind of goes for for all of you guys here who have been working in this you know uh either you know for other companies for hire or independently you know what kind of stuff uh would you what kind of advice would you give for those those people who are trying to step into this world well i think if you're referring to like work for hire um definitely you have to learn the history of of comics and how these publishers have treated you know, they're artists and writers and stuff. Um, the biggest advice I usually give is that when you're submitting work to like Marvel or DC or Archie, um, and if you get rejection letter after rejection letter after rejection letter, you shouldn't let, let that deter you. Um, if you want to work for these companies, just keep, you know, sending in material and contacting editors and develop a relationship. But, you know, if you get a rejection letter, like we all get re rejection letters and and, you know, that shouldn't stop you from doing what you really want to do. Um, so there's that. And also keep drawing, you know, just don't stop drawing. And if you're submitting work to, like, for example, uh, Marvel, um, and if you want to work on Spider-Man, 
Uh, make sure that your samples have Spider-Man in it and find out who the editor of that book is and contact them directly. Um, I have one quick story about that. I was at the New York Comic Con several years ago and I was uh, went to the Archie Comics booth and I was talking to my editor, uh, Victor Gorlick, and uh, we were just chatting. And this young kid comes up with his portfolio and the kid had an agent with him, which was really weird. So they kind of pushed me aside and then they started showing Victor this kid's portfolio, but it was all like superhero stuff. And Victor's looking at it and he's like, there's no way I can actually give you a job because I have no idea how you can draw our characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, you got to be specific. So you got to uh, figure out uh, who you want to work for, find out who the editor is, make sure your samples fit that publishing company or that comic book. Because otherwise they can't hire you. They, they, it doesn't really help them at all. Mm. Gotcha. And definitely yeah, don't push good. Al out of the way. I mean, that's just rude. <laughs> that's just rude. That was just weird because I thought maybe they thought I was like some sort of competitor, but like I was already working for these guys and I was just talking to Victor about, you know, what was going on and stuff. I'm just more blown away, by the way, the fact that this kid is an agent. That's me too. Incredible. It was really weird. Comic Con. Yeah. And I can say from the perspective of someone who looks at people's, um, portfolios and, and usually passes them on to someone like Baron, who's an artist who can actually intelligently review them. I know sometimes folks come up to us at convention with this massive portfolio that has 150 drawings. It's like a history of this person's uh-huh. drawing abilities and they have stuff from middle school in there on line paper and stuff. <laughs> it's like, you know, pick, you know, I don't know, Al, you may have a better number, but maybe pick five, 10 of your best things uh recent things uh again like al said that that reflect the work that you want to do if you're a penciler you should put pencils in your portfolio i want to be a penciler is what you're saying if you're an inker you should put inks in there if you're a colorist you should put samples of your coloring that's printed out on beautiful glossy paper where they can see what that final product is going to look like if they said Mm -hmm. hey let's hire this guy to Mm -hmm. to do the coloring work so well also well, I think what, you made a good point because presentation is very important. So if you have a, like a really crummy looking portfolio, if you're handing in like, uh, you know, notebook pad full of like your artwork and stuff, your, your presentation is really important. And there's two other things. What I noticed with my students is that a lot of young artists, when if they have an interest in comics, really don't care about lettering. So if you have like really poor lettering or you don't know where to put the lettering on a page, uh, that is a huge red flag that you're just not ready yet. Mm-hmm. And another thing is storytelling. Like you can draw great, but if you can't tell a story by having one picture next to another to tell a story, then like, you know, you're not going to get any work. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So being able to tell a story, having good lettering. And another thing that editors like, uh, is that if you can meet, your deadline. If you can't meet your deadline, there's a thousand guys and girls behind you that want your job. Yeah, so meeting your deadline is is vital, and it goes a long way with an editor. Hmm. What I think it, one of the things that actually are as artists too is just we always focus in action. It's just make the the character always in action. But maybe some pages like having a, a conversation or something one to one actually helps to tell the story. And actually, can can actually works with with some with some of the people who review portfolios. So don't focus always on the action and focus mm-hmm. something a uh, conversation between two people two people and leave space for the lettering. 
that is something oh, really, oh really important. Because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> because if you... space for the lettering. Yes. Yeah. I'll write down a note here. <laughs> <laughs> because we are as artists, we want to fill the page with 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 art, and everything has to look good. But I do my own lettering, and I hate myself sometimes because I have. To, this is not good, and I have to erase a lot of stuff. And I say like, leave space for lettering. That's something that actually can work and it's gonna be easier for you and work with other people. Comic is a teamwork and think the other people who work with you. Or Yvonne, you can start working digitally. That's one option. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I picked up a I picked up a book at Comic-Con. Uh, it was the first time I'd seen this. Um, I thought it was very creative. They had a QR code throughout the book for a soundtrack <laughs> to listen to oh, wow. different That's parts awesome. of the book. Interesting. Um, so yeah, but like, how does that cool. work though, right? Because you scan it on your phone, you got to have your headphones in, you know, while you read it. But um, not everybody reads at the same pace though, right? Yeah, but I mean, the song was long enough. <clears throat> but the problem that I found for some of them is they had words in some of the songs. And mm. I'm like, I can't. Uh, yeah, like, I just need instrumental, right? Like, yeah, you can't read and have someone's like <laughs> yeah. in your ear. But it was creative. Was like, oh, like, that's cool. I like that. I can cross. Well, I can't argue with that beard, Brandon. It's like you're just amazing at all that sort of stuff. <laughs> um, oh, we we get a lot of artists at conventions who are like, I want to do cover art. So it's like they're they're kind of a newbie artist, and they're like, I want to do cover art, but. Cover art is kind of like the the celebrity position of the comic, mm -hmm. and in mm -hmm. a lot of in a lot of instances, the cover art is what will sell or not sell the comic. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. if it's got Alex Ross on there with a beautiful watercolor painting, everybody knows who this guy is and respects him. Your book is just going to sell more. It's going to cost mm -hmm. you know ten thousand dollars maybe to get it done, mm -hmm. uh, but people typically don't choose you know the the guy fresh out of art school to to do cover art so yeah. uh, learn if you want to do comics learn to do sequential art and how to mm -hmm. do it well and uh kind of pay your dues before you you know give us the privilege of letting you do the cover art for the book yeah, yeah absolutely i think i would say in response to daniel's question not necessarily you know working with the big boys but i would say pitching the big boys um, which is more our, our space in that um, know when to shut up, right? I mean, when you're pitching, there's there's a moment where when you can just stop talking, you've done your thing, and just let them think. And don't think you have to fill the that space with words. Um, a lot of times that's an indication of nervousness or that you're not really confident in what you've done. Mm -hmm. So just know when to shut up and know when to listen. I think it's a yeah, good and never point out if you're showing an editor or art director your artwork. Never point out your mistakes because they might not see it. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, I gotta run. Thank you. Uh, so Thank you, Louis. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah. I'll talk to all of you more. So yeah, I know we had one more question in the chat. Um, yeah. That if we make it for coming in, uh, I'm just gonna throw yeah. in some links Thanks, to, for Lewis for Comic Art Society and to the chat Thanks, Lewis. there. So please go ahead and check him out on social media. Go and pick up Samson the Nazarite. There's an Amazon link for it there. And to go and pick up the first volume. And then, of course, their website where you can pick up all three. So go yeah. and check him out. Thank you so much for coming on, Lewis. It's greatly yeah, appreciate appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, and that, that. that Gideon link does work on the website. So if you do go to Rooter Chronicles, you can get a awesome. free copy of Gideon awesome. and uh, Samson Volume 1 download. Awesome. Thanks, guys. You guys are the best. Thank you. Yeah. See you guys.
so we got time for one more question cross from the yeah chat. i think we did one more question okay cool so this question was from pilgrim's progress um how do we reach out to gamers who aren't into christian comics Ooh. anybody got a take on that to, to gamers yeah I, I think it or, well i think one of the things that we have to to know is the the type of gamer who has up there because mm-hmm. there's there's gamer who who play the game because the actually gameplay is really good yeah and there's the other gamers who actually uh play because the story is good and and mm-hmm. you go and d- go deep into that story uh for the the gameplay type of gamers we need to create a game but i think in here in this call everything is possible yeah uh, <laughs> we have to create a game who actually yeah. can engage you with that and for the other type of game of, of gamers, we have to create a story that actually can catch or catch mm-hmm. you in the same way that the that the that the games do. Yeah. I always think that there's games who have a lot of lore in there. And the Bible has one of the big lore ever <laughs> that we if we go deeper on it, you can actually go and find some interesting stuff like better than the Legend of Zelda, better yeah. than 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 I don't know, Skyrim or everything, a lot of stuff had a lot in it. And I think engage in a good story. Mm-hmm. But I think there's, we have to actually, I don't think there's only gamer only person. I think yeah, yeah. If, you, if you love gamers, you love animation, you love mm-hmm. comics, you yeah. always read some of the other stuff. Yeah. And I think that we can actually grab that reach and you know what? This is something for you. I think yeah. one of that, and, and I don't know if someone has uh, 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 another. I, I, I agree 100%, Yvonne. I would only add to that, create a game that's worth talking about or create a yeah. product that's worth talking about. That's how these that's how these games, comics, movies, that's how they get big, um, you know, is, and I'm sure, you know, Davina can kind of underscore this, is that, Word of mouth is everything. So yeah. if people are talking about your comic, if they're talking about your show, if they're talking about your game, and it's, it's, it's going to be irregardless of what the message is. Nobody goes and says, play this game. It has a great message. Mm-hmm. They go, play this game. It's got an awesome story. Or play this game. It looks amazing. Yeah. You know, you got to get something that makes people talk about stuff. Mm-hmm. And then once you're doing that, then everything else will start to fall into place. I'm, I'm going to jump in and say, too, I mean, really, you got to give some thought to what kind of game you're building, because is it a solo play game? Um, with our, uh, I'm, I'm, I don't game a lot personally, but I've observed all my children over the last decade as they've um, spent a lot of time gaming. And for them, for this generation that has just come up, and I'm not sure what's happening in the future, but right now it's been a social experience. Um, mm-hmm. They game because they can get on with their friends and either compete against them, like in a Fortnite battle royale situation, or in a in a team situation where they're teamed either with their friends or with complete strangers against other teams. And for them, it really became a social experience. It was a mm-hmm. way to connect with their friends and also other people maybe that they didn't know and interact. So the drive, I think, the game and the gameplay had to be there but they weren't playing it exclusively for the game. They're playing it to interact with their friends. 
Hey, and that, that might be a good chance for us to just ask Davina, because I, I would like to hear a little bit about that in general, reaching out to people. You know, you know about the atmosphere online with all the young people and stuff. How, all these guys here, you know, we have these products and these these uh, great stories that we're telling. What do we need to do, you know, and what does it take to, to reach people where they're at in that social? Because a lot of it, like we we're talking about the gamers thing, social interaction, you know, the whole... TikTok scene and all the other social media platforms. A lot of it's about connecting with people. Mm -hmm. uh, what do we need to do better? What can we do to, to kind of level up there? Well, what I've noticed is that these kids, they just want to be heard and they just want to be seen. Um, this generation is just so hungry to be a part of something. So if you get them feeling like they're connected to your story or that they're connected to your brand, they'll be all in and they'll be loyal. That's what I've learned um, with my fan base. Um, <laughs> if I'm more personable to them and I actually listen and I try to respond to the comments that they have and just making them a part of this journey, they'll be far more engaged. They'll be far more willing to stick with you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and this generation is, is broken. They're broken. Um, there are a lot of kids out there who are, just wanting to be a part of something. And I think comic books um, are going to be a great, because I mean, books helped me as a kid too, you know? So I think when they feel connected to your guys' products, it'll be golden. Right. I heard uh, a conversation, I forget where, where it was, but uh, they were talking about how Comic-Con and the whole kind of nerd culture and, and all the things that surrounding video gaming and all, all of this is uh, replacing church. It was an argument for that, that that's, that's oh. the way it's going, you know, and the whole community of Christians and, and such that used to exist, you know, or, or ideally would exist <laughs> between Christian people uh, is being found in these uh, kind of subcultures of, uh, around games, around comics, around movies, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a, it's definitely an interesting development and to question how to engage that world and, uh, and to use all this awesome artwork and stories that we're doing to, yeah, I think, uh, to make sure we have a presence there, you know? I, th I think you're dead on, Daniel, and I think there is, there is an element of that that's happening. The challenge for us as believers comes in, the real rub, right, is that the, the cons and the games and the involvement in those online worlds and those online communities, it's very me-focused. Right. And so the challenge is, is we as Christians, we've got to create something that's not me focused, but it's Christ focused. And that's not the natural inclination of the heart. Right. People do not want to do that, which is why these things are becoming so popular in in the stead of church. And so we've got to be really smart, you know, wise as serpents and canny as doves and figure out how can we create an you know, involvement without creating, you know, you know, self-focus. Right. That's yeah. the real, that's the real. Yeah. And a lot of churches are me focused, you know, you go there and yeah. it's all Absolutely. about, it's all about you and you know, how is Jesus going to help you today? And yeah. um, there's this, yeah, this focus on, on me, me, me. And I, you know, I, I get it. You know, I ask people, why'd you stop going to that church? Well, you know, I wasn't getting anything out of it. It's like, well, right. sometimes God calls you to go to a church because of what you can give. And what yeah. you can bring to the church and how you can serve others, not yeah. you know, not just you know, I'm going to get what I want and that sort of thing. So, Amen. Um, you know, cross. There's a bunch of questions that were asked on Facebook. 
I know we're I know we're over time, but maybe we could rapid fire a few of those questions. Um, you want yeah. me to read them off? Or? Uh, let me see if I can pull up the Facebook one here okay. on the screen. One question I have for Al is is what what design did you do on Sesame Street? Um, I worked in a our department was called the interactive technologies department at Sesame street. And we were making, well, a lot of money for the company, but we were part of Sesame street. Um, so we were making uh, the CD ROM games uh, with Elmo and all the different characters from the show. And we were also doing animation for the TV show. Um, and I was working there for like two and a half years. And then since we were creating the CD ROM games, um, Mattel owed, us like a million dollars so suddenly we weren't making any money for the company so one day i was on vacation and the suits came in and they divided up our staff i think there was like 40 of us in two different rooms and one group was this is your last day here the other group was three months from now will be your last day here and they just got rid of everybody Dang. oh wow oh, yeah. wow not well, that's what happens yeah not uncommon uh in the video game world in the yep. comic world it's like Absolutely. once the money dries up, it's like yeah. So self-publish, <laughs> yeah, self-publish, create your own work. Yeah, yeah. Animation, especially, is really famous for. Um, hey, you know, you, you guys saw the news story about the CEO who put in six hundred people or something on a call, and it's like you're on this call. Unfortunately, your job is no longer you know there. Merry Christmas. And he went on vacation afterwards, I think. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah, the entertainment yeah. business is, is famous for that. Uh, I All right, Cross. All right, so we do have a question coming in from Rob Stotts, our good friend. Um, is there value in collecting all these Christian comic animation companies and placing them under one media company for cross-promotion? Maybe. Jump on it, Mark. Jump on it. Well, sometimes, sometimes you can have a partnership. You can have a... A collaboration without having a partnership because you know mm. they say in business the only partnership they only set the only ship that won't sail is a partnership um because you have a, a dragon with five heads you know it doesn't really work very well but um you know when you have common purpose uh when you have a, a common heart you know a deep calling to to do what god has called you to do it's that calling that unites us and you know that we're all in the same business and when i see Every time I see a brand new pixel announcement, I'm like, yes, yes. this is great because the kingdom of God is being is being furthered by what my brothers and sisters are doing. And when I see, you know, Davina got, you know, all these millions of followers, I'm like, yes, Davina is serving God and doing great work um, and, and really impacting these kids' lives. You, you know, you sit on the TikTok Bible study. And, you know, it becomes, you know, kind of a Bible answer man kind of a show. And then Davina sings a blessing over the kids at the end. And you see these kids are sitting there and tears are running down their face and stuff. Kids need this. And it really impacts their life. So, you know, praise God when we win and when we fall down, hey, it's good to have a brother or sister pick you back up and tell you it's going to be all right. And, yeah, the, and God, is, God is with you, you know. The, the the challenge with combining a bunch of these companies under one banner is you really begin to create a monster, just like what Al was talking about, right? A big organization like that requires a lot of money, right? To run and keep the lights on. And eventually you're going to get to the point where if you're not continually knocking it out of the park, 
right, with every product, then you're going to have to have that very painful conversation that Al gave us a graphic depiction of. And that's that's not a, that's not a business kind of, a business I want to run. You know, yeah, I Disney. At Disney, they called it feeding the beast. Right? We got 600 yeah. artists, animators, writers. We got them sitting here. And yeah. if the last project that we spent, you know, hundred million dollars on, only brought fifteen million back at the box office, right. um, yeah, we got the beast sitting here that needs to be fed and a payroll right. to make. And if you make yeah. one stinker, you either borrow the money to make up for the loss so that you can pay your people and continue, or you just got to lay everybody off because there's no money mm -hmm. to pay the yeah. beast. I think the folks out there need to understand that ultimately what we're doing, even though it's for the kingdom, there, there needs to be a, there needs to be a financial return. You know, yeah. we're laying out time and money and effort. And if we're not getting our customers out there purchasing things, then we go away, right? We mm -hmm. have to go get real jobs or we have to go, you know, work at McDonald's or whatever. Right? So, yes. Well, this is a dream job. This is a, yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Help us help you, right? <laughs> Show me the money. Ultimately, there is a commerce aspect to this, unless, you know, God has just provided the funds some other way. And that does happen as well. Some people mm -hmm. can do it as purely a ministerial kind of thing, or they're working full time at something else and they're doing this as a, as a ministry until maybe god blesses us as a business but i do think there's an opportunity for something um with 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 the the different visions that have been given to these different creators that you see here i think it'd be very difficult to combine them under one roof however i think there are uh, great opportunities for doing cooperative things we're talking to one a film studio right now and about doing some uh, in a sense um like like sharing the costs of a person to um, we can't afford a full-time marketer, for instance, but sharing the cost of that marketer to collaborate. If you have somebody super talented, but you you can't afford them as a small independent studio or as an individual, maybe you can be you know part of sort of a we could you know look at what can we do in a cooperative way um, to share uh, to share the time of somebody more dedicated to our cause than just. Um, <clears throat> than just uh, you know hiring some company to do that service. And that's why when you see Brandy Pixel posting on social media, you'll almost always see us tag, hashtag support Christian creatives. And that's because that is a clear and critical call for everyone here, everyone that's watching and listening, go out there and vote with your dollar. If you want Christian content to be made, buy Christian content and more can be made. If you don't, yeah. then eventually we'll all go away. And it's I only think. going to get better if we do that. You know, the more yeah, the yeah. more we do it, the more creators get into the game. Like I say, everything is getting, you know, the quality goes up. You know, the more, more connections happen, more opportunities, you know, invent themselves, you know. And so, yeah, definitely support what we're doing here, what each of these guys are doing. And if there are any creative ways that we can collaborate or bring things together, um, or financially too, you know, if, uh, if there are people out there who want to su support something, who have money and want to do something, I mean, that's not the purpose of this right now. Call, yeah, Brandon's call me, call us, call, you know, if you believe in what we're doing and you and you want to see it continue, uh, we we have phone numbers, you know, just uh, yeah. just get in touch with us. We'll, we'll be happy to, to take whatever, whatever uh, resources are available, whatever, um, whatever, 
connections would be helpful, you know, to make these things better and bigger and more awesome and more available. Yeah, uh, some, you know, we'll some, of us, some of us are gifted at, at business, at making money, um, you know, and, and there's some people God has called them to contribute, you know, the, the, for the finances to, to fund projects that build the kingdom of God. So, um, you know, if God's called you to do that, then great. Yeah. Yeah, find, find that. Why is animation so expensive? And, and we're like, well, there's the people that draw the picture. And they're the, the writers, the musicians, the, the accountants, the lawyers, the business managers. I mean, none of this happens. Well, you can't get a lot of animation done as a single one person show. You right. know, if you want to get a lot done, you need a team. Yep. And yeah. that team goes into all those unseen areas. Like a theatrical stage production has got a backstage manager and a props manager and somebody that sold the tickets and somebody that did all the other stuff. And but you see the actors and the actors are only one fraction of the show. Mm -hmm. well, Not to I mention what you have to pay for your live stream hosts. You know, I mean, these guys are expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the one of the if you think about it, just a big concept. We are under the same umbrella of the kingdom of God. Amen. We actually sharing the same gospel. But in under that umbrella, there's people who all can get with his comic and people who actually can reach by brainy pixels. And we can actually work better if we know who to reach. Then we can actually work together to actually make something huge and something that for, for something bigger. Uh, and I think, like Mark said, we are under the kingdom of God, and God is in, and Jesus is is the umbrella that actually mm -hmm. keep us into the same message, into the same goal. So I think, in some way, we are under the same umbrella, we are mm -hmm. under the same values, we are under the same message, and at the same time, we are so unique in the style and how to pitch and reach to everyone that actually makes it even better. Because we can reach a lot of people, and if we need to, we can work together. Yeah. And if we if we need to, we can actually make something even huge and better. Amen. And something you know too about these events, just these last two that we've done, which have been awesome, and of course what you guys do at Comics on the Cross, which we need to talk about too. Comics on the Cross, everybody, Yay. check them out. Yes, <laughs> this show is awesome. These guys are amazing. What they do, uh, you definitely they'll, they'll they'll tell you about it. But uh, this is this is good stuff. But what we've noticed from these events is just everybody knowing each other, seeing the other projects that are going on, the other the other. Uh, creators that are out there working on stuff has been cool too you know to be able to make those connections and uh, who knows what will come who knows what will come yeah we should do this every weekend there we go <laughs> yeah absolutely just hang out and just chat right you know I mean? well we well technically me and nitro do this every weekend isn't yeah, it? yeah i mean <laughs> talk about this stuff <laughs> let's do what we do well, I mean, for tell us about comics in the cross guys what what's up with that tell us about what you do what is it oh you know i hate talking about ourselves okay <laughs> Well, you yeah, tell you tell us about Nitro, and Nitro, you tell us about Cross. There you go. <laughs> that's not fair. <laughs> but Why yeah, not? for anyone who is listening who is not part of it, we've got our people watching over at Twitch already. Who I'm hoping if you're watching us on Twitch, you know who we are. If you've yeah. not stumbled across us, or for people on Facebook and YouTube, we are Comics in the Cross, the greatest streamers you have never heard of. I am Cross along with Nitro. Uh, we stream every week on a Sunday doing our weekly podcast talking about comics, movies, TV shows, and all things geeky. 
Yep. Um, that can consist of us talking about comic book reviews, talking about movie reviews. About how bad the DC, you know, extended universe, cinematic universe is. Yeah, I got a couple of episodes out of that one. Um, we also do Indie Comic Book Club, where we talk about our recent uh, uh, the expanding world of comics and different indie comics that are out there. Just recently did an episode there where we were looking at Usagi Yojimbo from um, Stan Sakai. Um, we also do weekly streams where I do gaming. My wife also does streaming of horror games, and Nitro does a variety of art streams slash gaming streams slash shoe designing streams, whatever's yeah. going on with him at the time. That, that's on Tuesday nights. So. He's a very eclectic man. There's a lot of things, many hats. And I may or may not have a, a Mando helmet on at, at times on Tuesday nights as well. So no, I, I just I just want to say if you hear two programs of comics and 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 the cross together, you're never gonna take that intro song from outside your head. That happened to me last week. So I, I need to think in another song. It's just I love that song. <laughs> I really like it. So that is an awesome two, song. Yeah. Well, actually, speaking of that song, just in case you are worrying a little bit more about what we do, here is a little trailer. Check out a little bit of Comics and the Cross. Remember as well, while this is playing, you can still head over to terminusmedia.com slash events and sign up for our royal giveaway, which we'll be drawing very shortly. So if you've not signed up, go ahead and do that. But here is a little bit of what Comics and the Cross is all about. Hello there, Comic Clan, and welcome to Comics in the Cross, the greatest streamers you have never heard of. I'm a geek. I use thought bubbles when I speak. I'm a freak. Because she's a seat that for me. I'm unique. There is only one of me. I'm complete. So I really don't care what you think of me. I'm a geek. I use thought bubbles when I speak. I'm a freak. Because she's a seat that for me. I'm unique. There is only one of me. I'm complete. So I really don't care what you think. You stay breathtaking too. Breathtaking too? Breathtaking too, even. I can speak. I speak swell, me does. You're absolutely correct. The official animal of Scotland is unicorn. Wait, what? Scotland is trolling the entire world. You've been giving me crap for Nessie and it's a unicorn? When I asked Jarvis to play something, I don't think he meant Titanic flute. I'm a geek. I use thought bubbles when I speak. I'm a freak because she's a seat that for me. I'm unique. There is only one of me. I'm complete, so I really don't care what you think of me. I'm a geek. I use thought bubbles when I speak. I'm a freak because she's a seat that for me. I'm unique. There is only one of me. I'm complete, so I really don't care what you think of me. Alright, Nitro, pick a spot. Oh shoot, why, why do I gotta do it? I don't know, I pick a spot. <laughs> I don't want to be in charge. <laughs> <laughs> I take my aggression out and it feels good. Leave me alone. Their poops have to be ginormous. Like, I don't know why that's... that's why is that where your mind went? Are we sinking? Oh my gosh! Are we sinking? Come on! Dude, this is awful! <laughs> this is awful! I'm literally dying in the boat because oh, no. I can't get out. Our boat, <laughs> our boat is down. I'm drowning, I'm drowning. That's just great. That characters have built us. Has some important role in our lives. It's just, I don't know, I always remember Spider-Man, a great power require a, 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 a big responsibility. 
-hmm. So every all that stuff is just going to build a generation. So I hope you come here. I hope you feel loved. I hope you feel part of this family. This is the comic clan. If you want to be a part of it, we are here with open arms for you. And there you go, Connor Austin. Little plug for Brandon and Ivan as yeah, well. Absolutely. The end of there when we interviewed them last year. OG supporters uh, of the stream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Brandon still holds the record of like least amount of episodes between appearances. I think it's like <laughs> he literally appeared, we did an episode, and then he was back the next episode after that with Ivan. So uh, he still holds the record for that. But yeah, we stream on Twitch. We are basically an open community who are all yeah. about showing the love of Jesus while also connecting with the comic book community. Um, and giving a place for the geeks, the freaks, the weirdos, the forgotten, the people who don't have anything else to come and be part of something. You're welcome. It doesn't matter who you are. doesn't matter what your belief system is. doesn't matter what your gender, orientation, skin color, nationality, whatever. You are welcome as part yep. of Comics and the Cross and are more than welcome to come and experience the love of Jesus. Anybody except for those people who like the DC Cinematic Universe are welcome. <laughs> And again, a massive um, shout out to our hosts here, Terminus Media, who are giving us the yes. opportunity to even be part of these panels. And the last, the last panel and this one have just been absolutely amazing to sit down with so many amazing Christian creators across comics, animation, social media, just to sit and just talk and connect with you all. It's, it's mind-blowing just to see all these people who are doing all these amazing things stuff that i wish as a kid i would have had access to you know comics i wish i would have had access to read and, and you know animation that i wish i could have sat down and watched as a kid you know and it's like and it's just amazing to see it all out there and i just thank you all for everything that you're doing and all yep. your different various fields it's honestly it's, it's a blessing to see it really is amen thank you yeah, thank you yeah. thank you all amen. right I think I have stalled long, long enough. It is time for our final giveaway, the Royal Giveaway. In case you have not been um, here for part of it and missed out on some of the previous giveaways, part of the Royal Giveaway is you will be getting a copy of Dominion Follow the House of Salt, Volume 1, uh, the Samson the Nazarite Trilogy, the Apostle Paul wow. and Peter set, Brainy Pixel physical prize pack, which includes the Meet the Cubkins DVD, Cubkins Worship Song Celebration album, Cubkins Together Time Reader Kip Finds God, and the coloring book of that um, in print form, Chronicles of Faith David issue zero print, Tennis Tale Troublemaker print, Fourth Wall Four sign poster button and logo sticker, um, an original piece from Ivan and Naya of Spider Man. I need to get that up in solo. Like, wow. just you know, his David wasn't good enough. He had to do a Spider Man one as well and just really show off, you know. Amazing. But that is part of it. it and it was Daniel course, And of course, the Sword of Eden poster signed by Al Nickerson. So, one person is going to be winning all of that. And I it's have... not fair, it's not right that one person should get all of that at one time. <laughs> it's not fair that I don't have a chance to enter all of that. That's... Yeah. Um, so if, my, had... if my son comes up on there again, literally roll it again, please. So to do this as a special for anyone who has not won something yet, if you have won a prize, I, I greatly apologize, but I have taken you out of the wheel. 
So the only people left on the wheel now are people who have not won a prize at all during today. So it's going to be completely. I, I think I've gotten everyone. If you've got it, I'm going to trust your, you know, the justice thing here. You're going to step forward and say, yes, I've won something already. I mean, I probably wouldn't, but I trust that you will. Um, but let's go ahead and spin the wheel and see who wins our royal giveaway and wins all of those prizes. Wayne Jamel, who Wayne, I think is pretty active on the Facebook chat. Congratulations, Wayne. You are the winner um, of all of that. Well, it's a bit late now, Will Spider. <laughs> Will Spider on Twitch goes, how do I enter? I've been telling you how to enter for three hours. <laughs> Dude. We love you, Will. Love you, Spider, but you're a bit late, buddy. Just a little. For three hours, I've been telling people how to sign up. How do I enter that? <laughs> Oh, I love you, dude. <laughs> but that is it from us for today. That is our panel. Yeah, we, we've been... Yeah, we're only a little bit over time. Only about just, an hour. just a smidge. Just a, little. <laughs> just a wee bit. Just a wee bit. Just, we're not, not far. We didn't double the time or anything. This isn't bad for us, to be fair. This is actually about on par for what me and Nitro usually end up True. doing. We usually we start wrapping up and then ramble for about 30 minutes to an hour or so. Yeah, it's a bit of spot on. But thank you so much again to all of our amazing guests, to Mr. Alan Nickerson, to Michael Zoens. I'm probably saying it wrong again. I completely That's apologize. Good. Good. <laughs> uh, Brandon Hollingsworth, Ivan and Naya, uh, Davina Kremminghaus, Daniel Hancock, Mark Stansel, and of course, also Brian Bell, who is, was with us earlier. Lewis. And of course, Lewis Serrano, um, who was with us earlier. And two amazing <laughs> guests as well. But thank you so much to all of you joining us today. And we do not have a date for our next time we're going to be doing this, but there will be another panel at some point in the future. So please go ahead and follow uh, Tamil Media and Comics in the Cross on social media to keep up to date. And when that uh, date is announced and we have our guest picked, it will be getting posted. So keep up yep. to date with us on social media. Go and follow all of our guests on their social media pages. Go and follow them um, and check out where you can buy their products as well. And, and thank you so much to everyone for um, coming and hanging out with us today. This has been absolutely amazing. Yeah, this has been phenomenal. And, and, you. and Cross, I'll be on the next one so I can keep my title as, you know. <laughs> yeah, you need to, you, like, seriously, Brian, you've got that title now. We need to make sure you keep it. Yeah, just let me yeah. know when it is. I'll be there. I'll just I'll sit in the corner and just show up like a master. <laughs> just be there. Cool. And folks, but, it's next Sunday for the Dominion Bible Study on TikTok. If they are so inclined, we'd love to have you. Yes, absolutely. Go ahead and check that out. Go and join Davina for that and, and check out the Dominion. Terminusmedia.com uh, slash learn. You go slash find learn. Bible study. Yep, slash learn. Yep. All right, so go ahead and check that out. And, of course, remember, go ahead and pick up um, a copy of Dominion. Follow the House of Soul Volume 1 as well that is now available for purchase. We're now past the date, unfortunately, where you'll get it for Christmas. But you know what? It's available. So go ahead and purchase it. Treat yourself for a new year gift. Why not? Treat yourself. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> but thank you so much to everyone that's came and yeah, hung out with us. Thank you to everyone on Thanks Facebook, Thanks, on Andrew. YouTube, on Twitch. Thank you so much. And remember, everyone, take care. Have a good week. And remember, it is a good week to be a geek. We'll see you all later. Merry Christmas. 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 Bye.